All right, I got to let you know that autumn is in the air. And that's not a woman in a hot air balloon. That's a season, seasonal time we're in. And it's time to get your body right, trim the hedges before snow comes. And you got to use Manscaped. Yep, trim up your bag, dog. Get 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash Theo for 20% off and free shipping. Make your scrotum a priority. Choose Manscaped. Manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Today's episode is brought to you by oh, that thirsty funeral, baby, liquid death. You can go to theovon.com slash tour and grab tickets. There's still some tickets available for uh, Chattanooga, Knoxville, uh, Durham, as well, I believe, as Buffalo, New York. We might be adding dates. Return of the Rat Tour. And uh, thank you guys so much. I'm excited to see you soon. Today's guest is a um, is a survivor of cancel culture. He's a he's he pushes the line, or does he? Is should 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 anybody have to push the line? Should there be a line? Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things. Um, this man let me stay at his apartment one time when I was dealing with a little bit of uh, addictory behavior. Um, he's long been a fixture in the stand-up comedy community. He's the host of Skeptic Tank. Today's guest is Ari Shafir. You're not interested in going back, huh? Uh, I mean, it's probably a deeper question than just like a yes or no. No, it's interesting, man. Well, everybody started to kind of go. Yeah. So it's probably different now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody like at COVID. I mean, I guess COVID for you kind of started early in a weird way, you know, because you kind of like had a, you had another break and then everybody else got on this crazy break and it's like. Yeah. They, um, they, uh, yeah, Rogan was like, you know, LA sucks. It's over. And I'm like, I'm like, you're just finding that out now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I left ten years ago, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's full of fucking actors, man. Everybody sucks there. That's true. Yeah, you've always been kind of that brave in that space to like kind of manage your own time differently. I feel like that's one thing I've always admired about you is that you always manage your time like in a way where it's not like you're not as succumbed to whatever that little. It's almost like watching a fuse on a dynamite being in LA. It's like you don't really know what you're waiting for, but you're milling around. You feel like you're just in this eternal lobby. Yeah, somebody told me like the the, the war on drugs and the war on terror are both weird ones because like you'll never win it. You're never going to get a surrender from drugs. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like all right, we'll stop. Yeah. You know, <laughs> same with terror. There might just be like one guy out there, but he's like still like. <laughs> so it's never over. Same thing with like trying to get fame or whatever the fuck you're chasing in LA. It's like, it's never done. Yeah. You're never at the top. Yeah, you're never at the top. Even as you meet celebrities, you realize there are higher ups, people you admire. They're as scared as anybody, too. Dude, I've seen like high level, like comedians and actors, like taking those like, 
like needy pictures with other celebrities yeah. for Instagram. Like, look at it. I'm like, you're still climbing. Yeah, you're not at ease. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, definitely. It's a, uh, and I think a lot of that's being more exposed, kind of these days. I think people see it more, and it's. I think the the a younger generation they could their their cameras on. I mean, they have it with them. But I've always really, I think, been envious of the guys that live in New York. Um, Right. Or guys that are able to just take a break and be like, all right, I'm going to do this for four months. I'm going to be here, you know? Um, yeah. But being here, some things that it's been like, it's given me, well, I have a chance to have a home for the first time. So I have a house. So that's kind of, oh, yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. interesting. Yeah, Big J was talking about that. It was like, can I just live like a human? Yeah. Have I not earned the right now? <laughs> yeah. Like, not New York. Nah, dude. <laughs> yeah, New York. Yeah, I don't know if you ever can in New yeah. York. Yeah, I asked the crowd at Zanies. I was telling some joke about somebody banging with a broom handle on my on my floor. Mm-hmm. Um, the downstairs neighbors. Oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. you guys live in apartments? And like two people clapped. I'm like, oh, that's right. You guys are humans yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. live like fucking rats for <laughs> way too expensive just for the close, uh, the proximity to Broadway. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know what I think about. Uh, one thing that's in, like, what are some things that's interesting about living here? You get into more conversation, like the guy. Sorry, we need to get a table on the other side. We got not, we can't get it. No, now. that's right. I'm joking around. I oh, you are. Talk, I gotta go with this hand. Yeah. Oh, it's funny because every time we have a guest, I'll watch them literally have to drink like this. <laughs> they don't know how to do this. So we got to get that table. Yeah. We'll just, uh, yeah, <laughs> we don't have two tables. <laughs> it's erroneous. It uh, is. You built up this whole studio. You would think the second table would not be the thing holding you back. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, but that's Sean. You know, Sean is our producer, and he yeah, does he's a, a lot. Slacker. He's He's table light. He's, yeah, he's table light, but he's everything else heavy. Yeah. And he looks like George Washington. Look at him. Let me say, yeah, a little bit. Young George Washington. Remember when they said George Washington could not tell a lie? Yeah. You believe that? <laughs> I, I, I did when I was little. So he had autism. That's all that means, I feel like. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he's like uh, uh, Autistic Thunder. Yeah, he's like that guy Josh at the comedy yeah. store. Remember, you're like, yeah. am I funny? And he's like, yeah. not that funny. I cannot tell a lie. Your shirt's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He'd always say it, too. He'd always be so loud. Like, that chick is hot. I'm like, dude, she's here. Yeah, and, she's like, and she just got a sex change, bro. <laughs> let's, let's. She appreciates it. Bail off still. the pronouns, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm just I'm trying to really rack my brain. Like, what are some things that I think about? Uh one thing that's hard here that's really hard is getting stage time. So like, it's almost like if I really want to practice some comedy, I have to go back to L.A. for a couple of weeks and yeah. really set up a lot of shows. There's just not a lot of time here. Your problem, too, is like you're getting famous now. So like you're not I'm sure it's harder to come by honest workouts. Yeah, I feel the, the shows here feel like it's a it does feel like it's a road show kind of sometimes. Um, I stopped into a fucking Red Band show in Austin. Yeah, what was that like, like? It was great, but I'm like, this isn't. This is not going to ever be a workout. They're already converted, right? You know? It feels like a like a who's who room. Yeah. Oh, I bet down there. At the stand, you might get some people who like recognize you, but most people are just like eh, next, right? You know. Yeah, L.A. and L.A. still feels like that too. Even when I'm there, it's like it, nothing. Everybody just feels like you're working out comedy. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, I guess there's enough big famous people there too, where it's not like super special. Well, nobody's that special unless you're like J Lo or. Is J-Lo doing stand-up now? Yeah, I don't know, probably. <laughs> J-Lo, she's done. Is she dead? She's like 80 now. <laughs> that's like me. All my references are like big people from like 1997. Oh, that's a sad. That's the toughest thing about trying to talk to girls, you know? If like she, if a girl's like 27 or 28 even, you're like, uh, have you seen this movie? Dude, I was telling somebody who's in college. I was like uh, graduating, and I was like, uh, 
hey, throw on uh, Asher Roth, like uh, I Love College. Yeah. And he's like, all right, Grandpa. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that was after my time. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I hate to make references. I had, I took a girl on a date one night, and I showed her my music app, and it was Apple Music. She was, use, she's like, use iMusic? Like, you don't even have Spotify? <laughs> and literally every part of me that had any confidence fucking jumped in front of my vehicle. Damn. Damn. <laughs> and you're like, well, yeah, I'm older than you. Yeah. What do you mean? Why are you even here with me? <laughs> yeah, you're into true. it, yeah. fucking dumb bitch. <laughs> Don't act like you're better than this. <laughs> um, what's been going on, man? So you've been, you've been. I see you got the, you got a new tour going right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that post the other day, the one you did, the Brody Stevens, the Swingers tour, or whatever. That was a tough one. Oh, I put it out to the audience. I was I like, know. rename my tour, and then some of them, I'm like, God damn, you guys, fuck you. <laughs> but if it's funny, I'll like, I'll post it. I'll, you know. Got to honor the comedy, but do you feel like you have more of like a carte blanche, like a like I was watching Louis special where he's like cats, uh, Louis uh, C K C K. Oh yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, yeah, Louis C K. So the one online, the one that's on the internet, and he was talking about uh, oh how once everybody knows what your sexual perversions are, you're kind of free in a way, like. Like he felt so in a weird way, he felt so free now because he could kind of you know like his like his moment like the world had seen his butthole, his proverbial butthole. Right, so he didn't have to pretend like he's a gentleman. Right. Yeah. Right. So a lot of the preferred nomenclatures or whatever were had you know were disappeared. He could just be the asshole he is if he wants to be. Do you feel like any like? Do you feel any like? Do you feel like you have like? What does any of that feel like? Like if you do, you feel like oh. you need to put out something edgy now, or no, do you feel no, like no. you can just? Yeah, some people are like, oh, you're just edgy, but I'm like, no, no, some of it's edgy. I do puns also. Yeah. I'll do some clean jokes. Yeah. I like to mix it up, yeah. you know. But then the edginess isn't going to make them walk out on me, right? Because they're already like, they're there for it too. Yeah, you know, anyone who's at a club, at a downstairs basement club or dingy, it's like they're yeah. degenerates, they're drug addicts, and fucking oh. sexual perverts. They're not yeah. going to be. Fucking oh, this is too far. Yeah, and if they are, like, it's all right, man, you weren't supposed to be here. But come back next week. You yeah, know? that's a good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's always this hypothetical creature that I'm performing to that's not even really in my audience. Yeah, but you're so worried that they're going to be turned off. Yeah, this is crazy how it holds you back. The guy who's not there. Remember when, like, you remember the old store when there were like ten people in the audience. At like nine thirty, like oh, in the yeah. prime, it was still like no show really. And Tommy was doing music and doing yeah, writing sheet music. Uh -huh. I remember walked up one night, he's writing out sheet music. I'm like, this place is not going to do well. <laughs> you got to get Tommy on this podcast. Oh, you got to fly him out. Yeah, I would have him out. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you were saying. Uh, oh remember? yeah, but people comics are be like, just talk. There's no crowd here, and I'm like, you're talking to the people who are here. Right. You're talking to the wrong people. Yeah. You're yelling at the empty chairs, yeah. but like. They're not going to hear you. It's only the full <laughs> yeah. chairs. Yeah, it's weird how you're worried about, like, you've gone up at the cellar, right? So, oh, like, yeah. Everybody's worried about what they're doing at the Olive Tree Cafe instead of like, what they might think up there, the people who are going to go to the bathroom instead of, like, this audience is down for anything. Yeah. And then you're worried about, like, I don't know, getting out to the people who aren't supposed to really listen to it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like it is. There's this mythology. It's the same thing that keeps you in L.A. in a weird way. It's, that, it's a mythological, like... Or or is it that or is it this thing in my head that's always like man I always want everybody to like me so yeah maybe this, it's that maybe it's that so you worry about the ones who don't or might not right but 
Because it gets on, it used to be manageable when you were a kid and you're like in your group at school or something and like you could see maybe the one or two kids, it was more manageable. Yeah. But back then too, it was like you had to have a reason to not like somebody. They had to do something wrong to you. Right. You know? And then at some point when you hit college or something, you're like, oh, I can just not like people. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize like <laughs> they can just not like me. It's all right. But it is cool. I started like, I changed to the point where I'm like, the ones who would like hate that style of comedy, fun, like offensive or like just on the line you know i started to like and the fans too started to enjoy their anger yeah. <laughs> instead of being worried about it Did you? <laughs> yeah because we're like we're such a fucking dork yeah. it's great and everyone's like everyone's having a good time you know you ever had a show and you get some guy like mad at you i did a 9-11 joke a couple weeks ago in providence and i'm just getting back into like really enjoying stand-up i'm not preparing for anything so i'm like i got material but like there were like six kids from Brown University in the front row. So I'm oh. like, fuck the material for a second. Let me fuck around, you know? Yeah. Have a good time. Yeah. It's some guy on the 9-11 jokes like, hey, fuck you, man. And I was like, what, what's the matter? And he was like, your delivery's off. And then I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like the speed at which I'm talking or like or like the material? Yeah. He was like, the material? I'm like, ah, it's not really delivery. It's. More content, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's DiGiorno, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, get your shit together. But it's like, but it's like, I was like, you must be extra mad that everybody else is enjoying it. Yeah. And like those people, everybody here's laughing. The comic or whatever is prepared to make these people laugh. Right. They're enjoying it. And you're not just not enjoying it. You're angry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, of course I'm going to laugh at you. You fucking dorks. And there might be thousands of them, but yeah. it doesn't matter. They're dorks. Yeah. Yeah, I oh, think it's it, so fun. It, yeah, it's like wow, like that's also a choice too. That if I'm sitting there and I'm because I've sat in a place where everybody's enjoying something and I'm the angry one. Yeah, yeah. And dude, that's like like my childhood, for example. So it's like it's like everybody. It's like uh, that's a choice I'm making as an adult though too. It's like I want to stand here in this quicksand and complain about the flooring. Kind yeah. of, you know, it is weird. It is weird. We're in a society now. Like somebody brought up. Somebody, Winston Churchill or Gandhi or something. Somebody's like, and then, like, I don't know what it was, but someone's like, or Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And, like, you know, she wasn't all good. She did this and this wrong. And I'm like, man, everyone's giving accolades to this person. (laughs) Your first thought is to the bad. And not even as a joke. Like, that's what you go to all the time. Well, that's the media, too, these days. It's almost a perfect example. Like, anybody does anything and they want to... like they all documentaries have to expose anybody that uh-huh. ever did anything good. It's like documentaries have to expose them. Like, um, Woody Allen documentary. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But it's like, really, it's like, wouldn't you just focus on his movies? Isn't that the good thing he did? Yeah, there's something that it's just, I, I don't know if it's just like a, we want to bring everybody down or that it's just that that's become such a marketable thing. Is the, yeah, I guess that's what it is. But it's like it's only because it's like a big thing. You know, you can get hits off it. So like nobody's like doing a documentary about I, I don't know who about you, you know. And it's like yeah, he might have the successful podcast right now. And, but but you know, when he was in high school, he fucked a fat chick. Yeah, maybe you don't know about <laughs> yeah, yeah. the fat chick. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't always this. Yeah, theme. maybe you weren't at the lakefront one <laughs> yeah. night with him. You know, when we <laughs> bought some bad right. weed and kept smoking it to pretend we were fucking didn't waste our money. Pass it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> interview your high school friends like yeah we kept waiting for him to pass it and then he didn't pass it yeah and then he went back into that room with that fat chick he's going to hell man yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny it's uh but do you do you do you feel like you have do you feel like i guess i wonder do you feel like 
more free or less free kind of after like oh. you had everything happen or do you just feel do you, does, does, does it even matter anymore that's just one of the times that's happened it's yeah. just like the latest or, or like the ones that other people saw but like there's plenty of other ones where everybody like i did I fucking made fun of um well you today's 9-11 you're already seeing the uh i mean this will air later i guess but like you see that or last week in 9-11 yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yesterday and uh and everyone's posting about themselves, you know, and making about themselves. Like, I remember where I was. And I'm like, it's just so funny to me. What if Ranazizi's having a tough day? You think it's a... It- every year. Oh. For sure. Every year. I have a tough day. Just seeing the hacky jokes come at Ranazizi, like, uh, around me. I'm like, God damn. Everyone thinks they're so fucking original. And I'm like, dude, I've heard, I've heard it a thousand times. Ugh. Yeah, he's, I'm sure he's having a tough day. Did you... um? Did you feel like it, But I mean like oh here's what I was saying. I posted one about um uh Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. Just like oh, he yeah, died. roasters guy. Yeah, I called him a racist. That's why I wouldn't have fried chicken, only only roasted chicken and stuff. <laughs> and, and you get all these middle-aged people like, you fucking suck. Fuck you. How dare you? You know? And it's like just little cancellations everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is why you'll never have a stand-up special. And I'm like, I have a few. What are you talking about? <laughs> we watched some of your clips yesterday, man. I'm trying to think of the bit that I was watching about. It was in the comedy cellar. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like it just went up about a month ago, but it was Oh. That Miami building falling down. Yes. Yeah. I mean it's fun, dude. I tell dude, what no, you No, it was a funny it was funny, man. Oh, the whole it was a great dude. Uh, I was sitting there laughing with my friend. I hit it early. My mom told me about it. I was like, I don't know what you're talking I don't read the news anymore. Oh, my mom so was funny. like, uh she's like, What do you I don't even know what you're talking about? And then she told me and then I started just doing bits about it. Yeah. I remember a tell where right when I moved to New York. Uh no, before that. He was like uh did a joke about that Austrian guy who had a sex dungeon. We had kept his the mom and the mom's kid down there. He kept like a few people, and like a, he built a sex dungeon in, in his castle or something. And he had Is a it? prisoner in there. Oh, I believe that. Kind of like the guy from Cleveland, but like high yeah. level, you know. Oh wow! So like more wealthy. Yeah, leader of the game. Joseph Fritzi's dungeon. Yeah. Wow. And Attell was like, "Hey, this joke won't go over." For very long, but he's like, I got three weeks when people are like still know the news story, and he's like, that's his job is to like milk that news story. Yeah, I love that. So like, yeah. Oh wow, that guy's a real dark artist right there. He's a real dark artist, dude. Look at him. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, he does. He looks like a like a real mean crow just landed in his brain. Yeah, he would like he would stab you and le- like let the life fall out of you, and he would never change that face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This doesn't even get me hard anymore. Yeah. Oh. Sex slave would be so tough to be, I feel. But at a certain point, you would probably just adapt to it, right? I mean, that's the interesting thing about being a human or being alive. It's like you will adapt to different things, whether they're good or bad, you will adapt. I interviewed a ho- early on in my podcast, Skeptic Tank. I interviewed a, uh, you've been on there, but I interviewed a couple of Holocaust survivors. And Did I you was like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Now, is that because I feel like sometimes in the Jewish community team or just in you'll be like, Holocaust survivor, like, this is the last. They keep saying this is the last Holocaust survivor. And it's like, come on, I think we <laughs> just keep saw the last out. one. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? It's like The Undertaker. Wrestling. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah, get another yeah. Undertaker. Yeah, keep, <laughs> another Robin. <laughs> that's what Robin I feel does. like. I feel like sometimes they keep bringing out, like, this is him. You know, and it's just. <laughs> He's not even Jewish. It's just it's like, a guy. Dude, if I checked Obama's birth certificate, I'm going to have to check your birth certificate. Where were you, where yeah. were you born? <laughs> Let's look at some docs. But uh, go on. you. you oh, anyways, like, how, how did you deal with it every day? And they were, real, they were both like, you get used to it pretty fast. You just become like, this is your reality. Wow. It, it, it's just like, and look at COVID too. It's just like, it became the reality. Yeah. Pretty fast. 
Did you find that whenever you ran into like, was it is it was it weird that the pe- people knew you online, but in person they weren't nobody was? Did you run into people that weren't angry at you and had no idea? Like you'd walk past some Laker fans, they didn't care, but in in per but oh, yeah, online nobody, nobody cares in, in person, right? Online is so different. You've seen so comedians weird. where they like normal in person, and then online they're fucking crazy. Oh yeah. And you're like, what? But then you meet him again in person. And you're like, oh, you're you're still a normal guy. Who's that guy? Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, no, nobody ever in person. Remember the amazing racist stuff? Yeah, so totally. I've been dealing with death. Threats. Remember we worked on that thing because we did that ShamWow thing. Oh yeah, together. yeah, yeah. With uh, that's Vince, right? Offer. Yeah, in we that did movie. New we were in that bad movie together with Adrian, Bro- with award-winning yeah, actor yeah, Adrian yeah, Brody. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you believe that? <laughs> he played second fiddle to us. Yeah, well, he played it in the pianist. I think he played piano, but he was uh, God, that movie was good. But dude, that movie that we were in was the worst movie ever. Oh, the worst movie ever. And then he Zero remade it, and it was the it again. Oh was yeah, the worst yeah. Movie. He was like, no, I don't accept yeah. that. Like Abba, when they were at least here, they're like three years later, like you guys didn't get it. We're gonna re-release, <laughs> and then it caught on. <laughs> Vince believed in himself. Oh, Vince believed in himself like no end. That was crazy, man. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Pazisky was like came helped us write. Yes. Um. Yeah, that was amazing. Racist man. That's when because they put that in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, "Can I use those?" I'm like, "They're not mine, but like we can make more." Yeah. And he's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's make more, dude." We went down to the border. It was great. But anyway, I would get tons of death threats early on. I think I was like the first one to really. So that's when I was the first one to also like, these aren't real, you guys. And that's when you get real mail too, probably. Oh, yeah. Phone calls. Oh, yeah. Oh, so listen. So Duncan Trussell, he, uh, I mean, you got to remember like the time. I got to be on his podcast soon, Duncan, if you're listening. <laughs> you're going to be or you got to Well, be? I, keep, I keep saying, shouldn't I come on your podcast? <laughs> because he came on one time and yeah. I owe him. You know, I feel like, and I yeah. love talking to him. Oh, no, he's great. God, he's the best. He's so great. And anyway. he's got one ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but wow. the sack still holds. So you got. I've touched it. So it's like sack like this, you mm-hmm. know. And then if you touch one, it just goes. And the other one, it's like full. Oh, that's like if you lost your limb in an accident or something. Somebody can still sometimes like tickle you on it. No, no, it's not a phantom. It'd be like if they took out your bones from your arm, uh-huh. and then your arm would still hold like straight down, and then it'd be all like spaghetti. Oh, it's just an empty sack. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, like you hold it a grocery bag and you take out the groceries from the top. But it still stays. Still holds the shape. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's Tastes almost romantic, it feels like. Yeah. What was I going to say about Duncan? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So early on. So he he had put on. So when those Amazing Races stuff, they got take, it was a National Lampoon sketch. sketch, And uh, somebody ripped it, put it on the internet. Early YouTube. When people were like, what the fuck is this? You know? Everyone was like, what? And then, uh, so the, if you Googled my name, the first thing that came up was Duncan's old website, artisticterrorist.com. Oh. Yeah, and he said, like, prank call my friend Ari Shafir. Um, here's his number. The best prank calls, I'll send you 10 bucks or something like that. If you if prank call. So if you Google my name, you didn't have to click on it. it just said yeah. Ari Shafir, 323-656, yeah. whatever the number was back then. Um, 6225, or is that the store? I forget. But anyway, um, and so then, like, you Google, so I just started getting phone calls, one after another after another. No <laughs> like, way. I'll build a deck in your ass, Holmes. <laughs> yeah, it was, at first, I was worried, for real, I was worried a little bit. But after, like, four or five months, it's like, this is dumb. This yeah. is never going to do anything. It's just online. It's just gamers. And the internet was so good then, too, when you could do so, there was so much more you propensity could... for weird shit, mm-hmm. man. So Nick Mullen pointed this out to me. We're both trolls from, like, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Start up message boards and, like, you couldn't just like. Do you remember a special thing? A special thing. Yeah, it was a it was an it was an alt comedy message board. Uh uh-uh. uh 
and they started writing about comedians. Mm-hmm. It was the first time comedians were being reviewed. No. And it was mostly like... Was it Seth Segan or whatever that fucking guy's no, no, name way, was? No, way, way, way before that. Uh, it was still very positive. And they would just like try to review shows. And mostly comedy, Death Ray. Yep, special thing. They did some CDs eventually. Wow. Um, A comics comic. That is him. Uh, yeah, it wasn't him. He was just probably reporting on it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, 2016. He's probably still a good writer back then. But like... Um, uh, anyway, so I'd go on there and you start an account. You can't, but you can't just start a fake account. They see zero posts and your first one is like, I, I don't know who were their heroes back then. Like Patton Oswalt is not as good as you think. It's like, come on, right. man, you're clearly trolling. You're just showing, you know, up. you're just, and I don't care about anything. The troll doesn't have any allegiance to what he's saying. The yeah. troll is just here to anger you. Yeah. So you'd have to like get an account going and like post like for like a couple months of like, I love Patton Oswalt. Yeah. I love Brian Posehn. Uh, oh, the, the new Louis C.K. joke is great. Oh, yeah, things are going this? well. Yeah, have you seen this comic? He's so yeah. funny. Gore. How about gore? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bush is bad, huh? Yeah. Or whatever <laughs> they need. And then you start with the negative. It's so great. But it was, takes a lot of work to really get a good troll. Yeah. And and Nick was like, all right, he's a troll too. He's like, all right, this is the golden age of trolling. Now you can just put out one thing and reach like a million people. Yeah. It's the best time to make people angry over nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and now it's like people are just waiting. And now the the longevity of things don't even, it's not even there. Uh-huh. I mean, it's gone so fast. It almost is sadly, it's like even if you die, it's like a, that used to be a thing. I remember like when a famous person would die, we'd be at school and be like, man, this shit is heartbreaking. You yeah. know, like like I remember we, I told Comes people Jay down. Leno died one time. We were going on like a camping trip for four days. And yeah. so nobody knew that he didn't. So I had this, I was the only one. internet you can get a yeah. good rumor going. So for four days, man, people were bummed out. You know? Nice. And it was like, it was just trolling in real time. I was hugging people. We were just talking about doing <laughs> impersonations. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would use it to hug the fucking hot chick. I'm like, it's so sad about Jay Leno. And she's like, who are you? <laughs> Come on, give me the hug you owe to me. Yeah, yeah. I know someone who died. <laughs> One girl maybe only hug her from the back because she said I pressed my body against her. It's too hard from the so front. Just, but then you could just touch her tits. Yeah, but she would kind of move my arms down the side by her arms. It was, it smart, was, smart. It was pretty sad, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> was trying all, to get a rub. Yeah, she made me be like a seal almost. It was almost like, like putting seals in line but it's like when you get a stripper and she's dancing on you go to like she's like no touching you're like yeah, yeah but you could understand why i would though, <laughs> yeah, right that's totally, totally. not like unheard of <laughs> oh immediately i turn into a lawyer if there's a stripper on your lap like but you yes you there's... but you see the situation is a bit of entrapment on your part i mean you are gyrating on my hard dick <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, that's the best too. Like when you did, when they did find out that Jay Leno's still alive, you're like, well, now enjoy this time. Yeah. You have a well, second the, lease on life with Jay Leno. But the best, yeah. The, and the, yeah. <laughs> the best thing is I should have just, uh, uh, but then when they found out there was no way for them to text you, but Hey, Jay Leno's alive. Like, oh yeah. It was just you people. laying at home. Just, just knowing this. it's you have to know it's yes. going to pay off, and you're not going to be there for it. It was this like very Mozartian type of thing where you just, or like almost like when Andy Dufresne's just sitting in the place, and you still hear the the record player playing, and the and world's free. beating on the door, and he's just listening to that music, you know, in <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, Shawshank, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah dude, it's fun. those Wait. were the days, but now that is gone. And it's just a complete attack. Plus, there's cameras everywhere too, so you can't even oh, do it's crimes. Bad. It's a different time. You gotta, you gotta figure out the ways to, to handle it. I gotta tell you, you've used a phone before. Some people never used a phone. Some people don't have any, even have hands on their body. 
But after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile, they got the secret sauce. They're the first company to sell wireless service that's online only. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless just 15 bucks a month. Cut out the retail store. Direct to consumer, that's how it's so cheap. All plans come with unlimited talk and text and high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. If you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. Mmm, good. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash Theo. That's mintmobile.com slash T-H-E-O. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash Theo. Is there something interfering with your happiness? And I'm not talking about your wife or husband. I'm talking about something inside of you. Do you have something in you that just won't stop? Is it some worm? You got that worm. Well, better help. They can help. They'll assess your needs. They'll get you help. The kind you need. Do you need someone to chat with? Do you need someone to speak with on uh, Zoom? How do you need it? Do you live in a community where you don't want to see a, you don't want to go over there about a sandwich shop and see a therapist because they also work at the coffee shop, sandwich shop, coffee, cold coffee. Well, tighten it up. Use better help. It's available for clients worldwide. You get timely and thoughtful responses. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. More affordable than traditional offline counseling. Financial aid is available. Go to betterhelp.com slash T-H-E-O. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Theo. Get 10% off and start living a happier life today. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. And this past weekend, listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Theo. I, in college, I remember somebody asking me, like, you know when you know somebody, but then you, you never fully learn their name, mm-hmm. but you've known them too long to ask? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, like... I remember him, but I don't know him. Yeah, so if somebody goes, like, hey, who is that to, about you? Right? I'm like, what's his name again? I'm like, I, I would always be like, that's John. And then they would go to you, Theo Vaughn, like, yeah. and then they make a point to say your name, because they just yeah. learned it. Yeah, They'd yeah. be like, hey, John, how you doing, buddy? All right, see you later, John. <laughs> you do that for, like, a yeah. day or two, until, like, until you'd be like, no, I'm Theo, man. And then they come running back to you, like, why did you tell me his name was John? And you're like, right? Yeah. <laughs> I bet it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's something about having like mild anarchy like that. Like, there was something yeah. that doesn't exist anymore, and you can't lie about yourself anymore. That's one of the worst things. You it's can't like, what? You can't lie about yourself anymore. You used to be able to be like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm doing medical school or I was an orphan yeah. or I have a twin brother I've never met. You used to be able to like create an ambiance, you know, albeit false or whatever. You know, you, you used we had to- comics who would like say like when we started, when I started the store, it was like it was, the internet wasn't fully going yet. It was a few couple years away. And they're like, I'm famous in the East Coast. And you're like, yeah. oh, cool. Or they, I played football at this college. Yeah. Within a year or two, you're like, I can look up stats from every college football team of all time, and I don't see Parisi in there. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. What do you mean? <laughs> like, why? You didn't have any stats for the whole year? He Parisi. <laughs> and he's like, the kick is up. <laughs> you got to get unverifiable lies, bro. It wasn't your fault. 
No. What? I'm trying to think of some things that I would tell back then. A lot of it I felt like, because I was so embarrassed about where we lived and stuff, I would just oh, say- you're poor, right? Yeah, so I would just yeah. say things to people. Like, about, it was always to girls, you know, yeah, I'm just, you know, my family, we were displaced or something. Because that was one thing about Louisiana, you could easily get displaced. like From what, hurricanes? Hurricanes, rodent trees, something like that. It usually like a, you know, we had a lot of crazy rodent tree in our area and we had a lot of hurricanes. So it was like- Rodent tree? Rode in the tree? Rodent tree, rodent tree. Uh, what do you? Animalia, nor uh, not Narnia. What? What's the big animal? Nutria. Nutria, Nutria rats. And then do what they so do? they if you if people homes got too in, infested or infected, then yeah, you had to sh they had uh you had to and then you just give up your home. Yeah, so we'd be like, you, they'd oh, yeah. win. We had a nice oh dude. Yeah, you ever eat one of those? No, I never eaten them. Swamp rats. But we got a great question actually that came in for you. Look at this loser. You can't take it. Dude, why are you wearing your mask on your chin? Just take it off. If you want to make a fucking splash, dude. Yeah. Unless he has a gross chin, then I guess leave it on. Yeah, he's got that. He's high, He could be hiding beard chin. I think this guy looks handsome, honestly. No homo, bro. Dude, you can't really compliment people. It's not really, It doesn't really work that way. <laughs> why? Yeah, you can't. It's so easy. I think this guy's handsome. Nah, his nostrils are too big. Yeah, you're right, man. This guy's got so many problems. I used to love doing that with Tebow and, and, and Tripoli and... Uh, and uh, who was that chick that was on the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue cover? Big tits. Claudia Schiffer? No, way later. And then she got a little chubby. She did those like World of Warcraft oh, ads. Kate later. Olsen. Kate Upton. Kate Upton. Yeah, and they would talk about how hot she was. And I'm like, nah. They're like, what do you mean, man? Like, her chin, his chin's off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they get so mad, but it's so much more fun to shit on people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, fuck this guy. He sounds like he looks oh, like Down syndrome. What? Go ahead, Down syndrome. Let's see if you can get your question out clearly. If this guy's Down syndrome, he is. He's the Romeo of Down syndrome. <laughs> he's crushing it. Yeah. He is crushing Down syndrome. Chicks. Yeah. This is guy's <laughs> Down syndrome. Yeah. I'm going to eat your ass. Let's All right. What's up, Theo, Nick, Ari? question for you is he jerking off what was it like living in ecuador this year and did you happen to eat any cuy aka guinea pig this guy's latino so the way he said it, it? Mm -hmm. gang gang go lakers fuck you uh, dude fuck the lakers that wasn't a real championship you cunt how dare oh my god you fucking sprang it on me all right first of all i'll let you apologize for making fun of the fucking uh head chin scarf before i realized what you were doing now you were trying to hurt me and it worked bro and it worked <laughs> I didn't, did, you, did you think he was being hurtful there? I felt like he was being kind of like... Uh, Jabby hurtful. Fun. Really? Fun hurtful. Yeah, yeah but I, I think the in, in, the, in another way, he cares. He wanted to send in a question. He did care. Yeah, yeah. And he's not being mean. I, I feel like a lot, are a lot of Lakers fans forgiving to you? If you if, Have anybody said... Well, generally, Lakers fans are dumb. They're like a, not an intelligent species. You know? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see them with their with their the, the flags all the time, but then when they're bad, they took the flags off because they don't really support uh, the team. You know, yeah. they're just kind of morons who need something to believe in. Yeah, um, because they don't have good lives, good jobs, good families. Their, yeah. their, their wives are <laughs> ugly generally, and um, and so it takes some making up. You know, yeah. um, so they lash out. But uh, but this guy <laughs> seemed cool. I don't know. So they lash out. That's a great question, though, and that's really what it's based on is that, man. Do you oh, yeah. have any? I did have Kui a bunch of times. It's guinea pig. It's, yeah. it's in the Andes, in the Ecuadorian Andes, and I think maybe Peruvian. Um, so I, w I went for COVID, too. I went to Ecuador for six months. Yeah. I just fucking, same as you, but, like, I went somewhere else. Did you, um, what were some things that were real nice about being out there? First of all, well, <clears throat> well, I'll, the Kui, the guinea pig was so fucking, it was like duck. It was it so really? fucking good. And I mean, you'd have it at truck stops. You'd have it at nice restaurants. It was, but it's just this whole thing splayed out like this, mm. and they leave their teeth on. Ugh. 
Yeah, and, but I mean, I would just destroy it. Really? Yeah, one, it took like- you put like, it in a chili or something, or chili? No, oh, you can, but does, you put a spit in it, and then it just like turns. And oh. it's just like straight through his ass, through his mouth. Oh, dude. Yeah. I used to sell them growing up. That's what, That shit is harrowing. I know that's one of the reasons why he asked, too. Oh, it was so fucking good. Uh, but this other shit, too- Imagine that, putting anything in their butt like that. I guess when they're deceased, probably they do it, huh? Yeah, they're already dead. Because we saw a bunch of them like, sk- like kind of skinned. But the skin is so hard, man. It was so good. And what are they doing with the furs? Are they, is there is there? Are you seeing things that they're doing with the furs? No, I didn't. But they probably sell them or something, or make like shit out of it. Like they're poor there, so. They, yeah, can you look up kui fur for us? Yeah, I don't know why, why I didn't see that. Um, but it was just being away from the American news. Was that really nice? I didn't find out who won the election for like three weeks, oh, four weeks. Wow. I, uh, it was a leaked we text. We never found out. Yeah, I didn't know that until <laughs> yeah. later. I would be like, I'd be like to Jeff, I was like, hey, don't tell me we're in the election. He goes, well, it's nobody. And I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> like, I was still figuring it out. Yes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's it, top left. It's so fucking, it's so and fucking they good. put under a melon or something? Put whatever you want under. Oh, that's, um, that's, um, that's these cheese things. Um, it's like cheese potato things. I forget what they're called now. How was the food down there? I mean, this is un- I, I can't so fresh, I this. so delicious. So this is a delicacy, Kui. So this is a wealthy man's treat. It's like twenty bucks, twenty five bucks. See, so that's what can't... breaks my heart. Then what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not every, a... but but like mm-hmm. truck stop people could have it. You could do a quarter, you know, but not every day. Although some people like just caught their own. They're everywhere. Oh really? Anthony Bourdain was like when he went down. I didn't see it, but I heard he did a he did a episode there, and he was like, "This could solve world hunger, man." Just get over the fucking second grade shit when you saw them when they were cute. It'd be great. Yeah, that's the part I think is the tough part because they're really they're almost like a pony, just really compromised into a really small space. What I got lucky in is is um like a ground pony. First, I had one, and then I went to uh, the the equator goes through there, and they have this little setup, and and they're really good about education about all the different indigenous people there and all the different uh, parts of their country, in Ecuador? the Galapagos to the Amazon mm-hmm. to the mountains and different just tribes and stuff, and so. In this exhibit, they had a bunch of guinea pigs, um, and they were like, "This is a part of the Andean um, tradition and stuff like that." But I already eaten it. But man, those guinea pigs were so fucking cute yeah. that I don't know if I could have after I saw those guinea pigs. Oh, they're so beautiful, man. I mean, that's the thing. That that's one thing I think that's real fascinating about them. And a lot of where I'm from, they use them to teach you about your grandparents. A lot of people, they if your grandparents getting sick, the, your family gets you a guinea pig, and then the guinea pig dies, and that's how you learn about. And death. then the grandparents like, "Oh, that's gonna happen to me." Yeah. What? <laughs> or the parents will say, this is going to happen to grandpa, you know? Oh, to the kids. Yeah, it's like a, <clears throat> it's a little gateway to death, a little stair step. Can you Google in on the cute one? Can you just look at that cute picture of him? There we go. I wonder if that's. I mean, that. look at that. Oh, Punil Peru. I mean, look Consider at that. Consider it a delicacy. Yeah, it, it's. Now, what's the, what's the meatiest part? That back strap? That rump? Underneath the belly. Oh. Yeah, the the skin is so hard that you really can't. Too, where it keeps its thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, I gotta have a family. I'm gonna giddy family. You're like, yeah, ain't. (laughs) Oh, this one like tribal music. What if you ate that? You ate it and you knew what they liked. You know, wouldn't that be crazy? What they were into. Yeah, I would like if you really want to go delicacy, you find their family, keep them alive while they like let them watch you eat their dead, the provider. And that right there is Ari Shavir. That is a perfect example of Ari Shavir of going to a level that, that you would put one under a bright lamp. He's sitting there. He the tape his eyelids open. Yeah. Good dad, dad, no. <laughs> 
Wow, that's amazing, man. So, yeah, so uh, like, so like, no news, none of the anger when they did the fucking. Now, did you have a phone on you? Yeah, but with an Ecuadorian number, right? So I could check in online. I would do Zoom podcasts here or there. It wasn't as like away as I'd really like to be, but still, like, they don't give a fuck about. Like, I tried to avoid the newspaper to see mm-hmm. if I could, I could not like find out the election, but then I did see a newspaper and it wasn't reported. Wow, it's like not their country. Why would they care? So like, none of the shit. It became, what's that song? That, uh, the only news I need is a weather report. Hmm. Um, who is that? Not Bell and Sebastian. No, it's uh, fucking that duo. Dan and Shay? Not Dan and Shay. I just met Shay, though. He's a nice guy. Is he? Yeah. They did a song with Justin Bieber that I really like, actually. Um, yeah, that's it. Simon and Garfunkel. But it's just about, like, it's the only living boy in New York. That's right. Um, it's just like that that lyric, like, the only news I need is a weather. This is the only thing that's going to help me. Is, is it nice out? Oh, that's like, a good re- point. The rest is just... You know, someone's just like, can you believe, you want to get angry? Watch yeah. this thing. <laughs> you want to be like, Oh, it totally nah. is. <clears throat> so then, why do we do it then? Why do we go for the, why do we, why, anger? yeah, why do, if I know, Yeah. and Jordan Peterson says, he thinks a lot of this is just, we're unable to, it's so strong now like the way it's packaged the way it's put together it's in the phone it's in the screen it's like it's so addictive that we can't escape but it's 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 tough because it's like sometimes i will make the choice i know if i look at this how i'm gonna feel yeah and i'll still do it you know but it's like you know when like you ever hear somebody talk shit about you somebody's like hey so-and-so is saying so and and it's like it's of course gonna make you mad and it should but it's also like why are you telling me that dude why would you tell me oh, about yeah. gossip? That's not supposed to be to me. Right. You know, that's you guys talking about me. Like, I, why did you share it? You're just going to make me feel bad. It's not like, like, hey, watch out. That guy's reporting to your boss. You better do something about it. Right, right. It's like, you, I can't even do anything about it. It's like, so what? It's it's like, you're the asshole for spreading it. Yeah. Remember that guy who fucking spread Tony Hinchcliffe's like a joke that he was like riffed on, uh, on this comic and he's like making fun of him and then the guy's like this is hurtful to the Asian community and then he spreads it to fucking from 70 people to yeah. 70 million and you're like then why are you hurting the Asian community you cunt <laughs> yeah yeah or it's the same thing when like somebody will say a certain word they're not supposed to say somebody will drop the M-bomb sure or, sure sure or do something or you know K-I-K-E or something is that the that's a bad like, one no it doesn't it doesn't have the same it doesn't no <laughs> oh dang well they got to tell us that dude we would use it yeah you know what I'm go saying? For kike. Yeah. everybody free reign go for kike. okay okay <laughs> it's back but uh but it's like it's back <laughs> not a single i mean it's i don't know when the last time a jew yeah. would have been upset about kike oh wow yeah yeah oh well, yeah we got to let people know that write that down <laughs> Yeah. Interest um, rates. Don't say interest rates. Yeah, 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 go, go for it. <laughs> um, but it's like, uh, but then here's what here's what here's the messed up part. The group making the article, they're the ones then spread. It's like they're the ones spreading and then profiting off of it. Yeah, That's yeah. what always burns me. It's like you're just telling people this so you can make money. You're the one really telling everyone. Yeah, Gia Tolentano, this this writer, she's used to write for Vulture, I think. Uh, one of those like things that makes everybody angry, you yeah. know. And she wrote this great book, Trick Mirror, and she, and it's all about internet culture and stuff like that. And she goes, people used to get mad at me for the articles I wrote, not understanding that my editor told me to write articles that would make people mad. Yeah. And it's like, it's like I mean, I, that's what I'm going for. Yeah. To get you angry enough to come back to this fucking magazine. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I mean Stephen A. Smith does it good. I've heard I've heard stories from the production there of Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless and those guys that they have no idea what they're even saying anymore. They are literally just putting out as many clips as they can of controversial stuff. Controversial, yeah. You want that to, for it to go, yeah. Well, I remember whenever, like, so whenever you had, so whenever you had the thing with the Lakers with the Kobe thing, did were you shocked at how some comics treated you or behaved towards you or responded? Yeah, at first, I, but I mean, like, you can't really be upset when you try to troll people and you do troll them, you know, and you get them to be upset. Oh, I, I mean, like, interesting. I like to root against the Lakers, but like, it's just sports, you know. I don't really care. Right. But I've been shitting on the Lakers for, for 20 years since right. they started killing shows in L.A. during the playoffs. I'm like, fuck the Lakers. Oh, that's a good point. I started really reveling in the fucking hatred of them. Oh, that would be the worst, too, dude. That happened to me a couple times. We're like, oh, yeah, we're not going to do it tonight because they made it to a game five. And I'm like, it's, it's game fucking four, and they're up three nothing, and it's the first round. Like, come on, you fucking fairweather cunts. Come out to the comedy underground place. Like the that. Lakers, I will say, it seemed like they just—it's just too stacked. I don't like these stacked, stacked. teams. The They're whole fucking thing. collusion for sure. Fuck them. This whole bot team now. That's and that's a fake championship. Last year it was an AIU fucking championship. Nobody respects that as a real championship. Two years ago. Yeah, yeah, two years ago. Um, but yeah, it's like you. But then when, at first I was like, God damn, you guys, come on! Don't you know it's just a comic making a joke? Like, what are you doing? Why yeah. would you take this stance? But then you're like, step back. You're like, no, I got you. I mean, you you got angry right, you at me trying to make people I angry at a fucking easy thing. Yeah, that's so, like, so interesting. I was thinking about that last night. Like, does like, it's weird when you walk the line because you want to have, you want to get people upset, but you don't want to get them so upset that they're like. So, like, a couple line crosses to me were, like, you know, it's like they call, like, not me, but, like, other people. They call my manager at home. Like, we're come fuck you up. Yeah. God damn. It was yeah. always Latinos, too, dude. Yeah, yeah. or blacks or whatever. <laughs> yeah. but Or just dumb Laker fans. It's like no one from London gave a fuck yeah, about that, you know? <laughs> and they were like, huh? I mean, if, if I'm going to fight in front of Rooney or something, they'd be like, well, yeah. don't do that. You know? But it's just like, yeah, I triggered you. But I did enjoy that all these comics were like, if you don't like a joke, just leave the room. It's not that hard. And then yeah. they got one that triggered them. And then they didn't know how to just leave the room. They had to take the stance of some jokes go too far. For the first time in their lives, they were like, some jokes go too far. And I'm like, yeah, I feel like I exposed them into hypocrites. It was great. I really enjoyed it. And that's what I was thinking yesterday because I even watched like a reaction that I had to when it happened. And I was like... Yeah, I was trying to make, and it's different because I, I feel almost differently now. You watch it back; it doesn't even have like the same. Doesn't have the notch, right? So people right. like too soon. I'm like, well, no. If you wait too long, what which if- is always the issue with timing of jokes, just like you're saying with Chappelle, like with uh, Dave Attell, and Dave obviously is a big name for good comedians. I just realized that Chappelle and Attell. Oh yeah. Regular name yeah. like Dave gets Dave you Dave Chappelle, there. David Tell, Dave Taylor. The top yeah. three. <laughs> there you go. Top yeah, three Daves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, David Duke also. David Duke, him. one yeah. of the great, great leaders of great our Great early troller. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, 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 yeah. like, no, I actually love Jews and blacks. I just say shit. It gets me votes for sure. <laughs> I like wearing white. What can I do? <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I even Look, I even put this on uh, late September. You know what I'm saying? Dude, we're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah, after like, yeah. Um, um, but no, I that that's one thing. Looking back, I was like, this is also fascinating because it's like it made me wonder. Well, what what choices am I making and talking about because I'm scared of repercussions? What choices am I making and talking about because do you get I, involved with the mob? Because like the mob is like, well, let me go with them. I might not agree, but let me just 
walk the line. And there's them. a safety in that too. Uh-huh. There's a safety in that, dude. I remember they had a news thing that came out like a few years back about me. It was just about it wasn't anything real bad, but it was just it wasn't anything bad really. It was just something about my life, and it was. But it was on. I remember being at the gym and seeing on the ticker on the bottom of like, it was a slow news day. Yeah. And they had my name on there. That's cool. And I was like, oh my God, everybody, this, but it was so scary to me. Well, they say you had a fake mullet. You're they tying said, it on. Yeah, yeah, said, <laughs> You've been yeah. clipping on your mullet for years. You're like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, said, yeah. <laughs> Sewing <Yeah>. it in. <laughs> Sean comes over with Betsy Ross and sews it in the back of my head. <laughs> it's like, we got to get it ready. I'm like, <laughs> like rr you can't mention this by the way so yeah. dude i was in thailand at this fucking hippie place once and some lady sold tie on dreads for white people so they no could live the life way. for the week that they were there yeah <laughs> but then, here's the crazy part so whoever buys those and puts them on they get in trouble for cultural appropriation uh-huh. but the business of it just keeps totally on fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. oh yeah who do you think sells those black lives matter shirts it's just some oh, yeah, white dude it's like i don't give a fuck I'm making this in Indonesia, and I'm fucking ch- cashing in. <laughs> but yeah, so how'd you feel when you saw your name in the ticker, or what happened? Did it may I felt overwhelmed. I remember calling a publicist, this guy Rob Greenwald, great guy. And, uh, is it? Yeah. yeah, Rob's a great guy, He's man. A great guy. Well, Rob, I, I remember, dude. I just now remembered. I saw him out. He went to see your Jew taping of the or Jew. Uh, you were running at the comedy store and I saw him right after and he's like, I'm Jewish, man. And, uh, and I love, you know, he was just saying how much he loved your special. I just remembered that. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I just remember just texting him or emailing him and like, dude, I just make it stop. I don't want, here's what it was. It was too much stuff that was out of my control happening at once Yeah, that I had no control over like little articles. And, um, it was about dating. I had dated like a real housewife's lady. Right. And so it was just a slow news day. So for some reason it was just, but I remember being in the gym and seeing it go on the ticker and I'm like, what? Isn't there a stock or something? That's how you found out about it? That's supposed to be on there. Yeah. And then I remember, and then it was all over. And I remember texting my manager, um, Etai Rice and this guy and Rob Greenwood just being like, guys, can you make it stop? And it wasn't, it wasn't even bad, but it was just something that was so out of my control. And I feel like for me as a comedian, you always want to be able to control your little world. And that's what's so scary about the media and the way things are nowadays is that there's this, there's these other tidal waves sometimes that you have to be willing to fucking ride. Yeah. Yeah. You have to like sit back on the, like if you want to poke a bear, you can't be that mad when the bear swings back, you know, because that's like. That's and I'm too doing. afraid, I think. Yeah. Whereas you're yeah. like a Kelly Slater I feel like you're willing to be out there on the wave. Yeah. Like I didn't like all the negative stuff, but like the act on itself, that troll was maybe my best one. I mean, yeah. I brought a city to its knees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like it would have been nice if it was two weeks after my special taping instead of two weeks before. Oh, yeah. But like I crushed that town, dude. I fucking crushed that town and I crushed all of L.A. comedy. Yeah. I exposed them for the fucking garbage hypocrites with no integrity that they are. Yeah. With just a little a pinprick of negativity oh, on my own account, yeah. and you just watch them spread it. Oh, it was the best one. It was the best one. Well, sometimes you need help. Where do you get it? Where do you find it? I'll tell you where. Fiverr. Yep. You need somebody to do some digital art, some digital media. You need uh, post-production, pre-production, anything. You need a data wizard that can turn spreadsheets into insights. You need voice actors. What do you need? Fiverr can help. Yep. I've used Fiverr. We needed some uh, freelance artists uh, to work on stuff for merchandise. Bam. Fivered it up. 
Fiverr's global network of on-demand freelance talent is here to help. Whether you're launching your first business or scaling your current business. Yep, from graphic design, copywriting, marketing, web programming, film editing, scoring music, all of it. 24-7 customer service. Find a freelancer. Check out Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Receive 10% off your first order by using code Theo. Find all the digital services you need in one place, F-I-V-E-R-R.com slash code Theo. Sorry, that's code Theo. Again, that's Fiverr.com, code Theo. It's good to see the men back out there. And I'm not talking about Civil War reenactments. What I'm talking about is DraftKings.com football. Men doing football. The official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. That's right. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Millions of dollars. Download the DraftKings app now and use code Theo. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter code Theo to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. That's code T-H-E-O, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5. Deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Was there, how long did it take you to get over, like, because I'm sure there was discomfort with it, too. I mean, yeah. I was I felt discomfort just because I just remember, like, is this so out of his control that it has to be harrowing in, in a Yeah, bit. it was weird because like, so like we're comics, right? So anytime something like that happens, we want to express it and like make jokes about it. But then it was like, they were doing this thing where they were taking my, my Twitter feed and they'd be like, like galvanizing on there and like doxing other people in my life. That's why they put my manager's <laughs> ho- number and address on there. And I'm like, what? And so Rob was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta take that tweet down. You gotta, like, they're using it to attack others. And I'm right. like, God damn. So you had to like make stuff private, but like I want to just keep going back at him because who gives a fuck, you know? Yeah. Duncan was like, you should like make a bunch of stuff. So like, they threw a basketball through my window. Oh, oh, just keep getting like, crazy, yeah. make it crazier and crazier. <laughs> yeah. Like Tim Dillon, dude, that would have been perfect if Tim Dillon was really on his hype train at this, or really was on his horse. Yeah. Because he's so good at just carrying stuff out into the mm-hmm. ether, you know? Um, yeah, we did have a fun one. Me and Bert and uh, and and, uh, and Tom and we we're all talking about it. And Rogan and then we we're like laughing about it and stuff, privately laughing about it. You know, publicly he's called it worse than nine eleven and the uh, and the fucking uh, hurricane. Is that what Joe said? No, Bert. Oh, Bert <laughs> because, did. You know, oh, it's yeah. something terrible like nine eleven or or a tsunami or Kobe Bryant's death. Death. <laughs> You're like a fucking idiot. But in L.A., it feels like that. I know. It in really LA. is. It's their Hurricane Ida. It's like it really is. And like they did not like you bring it up. That fuck. It's, remember when Phil Mickelson was great but hadn't won a major, and it was like that thing. You know, yeah. that rape thing. That rape thing was the thing. So that's what you poke at. You know. But like they hate you bringing it up. Yeah. They hate you bringing it up. They'll yeah. go after anybody who does. Um, that chick from Westworld mentioned it, and they fucking went after her so fucking hard. That Rappaport dude fucking went after her so fucking hard until she. Had oh, like, Rappaport's a freaking snake, dude. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he's a man. Uh, yeah, whatever. That's what he is. It's what he is. Yeah, but is he just a troll? So here's the deal. That's his art form. Right, his art form is to be a, a not a contrarian, but a but a but a, like I'm angry about something. an instigator almost, or not something. an instigator, but just to be mad about Dick something. Dick Stang, Donald, 
out. Yeah, he yeah, he'll walk thing. along yeah. like those fucking it fuck like a twenty year old walk. Like I know he looks at that thing and you see him on the screen, but that's a grown man walking on the sidewalk, yeah. talking to his cell phone. Yeah. So like, but that's his thing, right? So you have to allow him to do his thing. You can't be mad just because the thing got pointed at you. Right. Once you know he's looking to like shit on things. So like, eh, I went in yeah, because that's the weird thing when you push it when you push that envelope. I respect it. You because that's what's so interesting. So he, you want to get as much hype as you can out of stuff, but when it gets to, when that when that freaking big like when the big spin of the wheel really stops right on you, it's almost like it's uh, it's too much. That's it's almost just like telling a joke, and it just is too far. It's like it's like when you because you're always risking telling the joke. That's the line right. you want to be right there at the line. Yeah, you want to be right know? there. At the line. But the thing is, so like that guy in Providence who was like, "Fuck you, it's not funny." To him, it was over the line. Right. right? The rest of the crowd was fine. Right. And then you got to think, who's your crowd? So if that if he tells that at a 9/11 memorial, well, you're gonna get a lot more people than who were there in that Providence room. Right. They're gonna hate me and say that was a terrible joke. Shouldn't have done it. Right. Louis fucking Parkland joke. What? Then it went out to a bunch of people. Who never should have heard it. Right. And like, know your audience. And it's like, yeah, we do know our audience. <laughs> yeah, we do. It's know our my Twitter followers or my <laughs> audience in the room. It's not the people who aren't there. Yeah. It, it's strange, but it's funny too. I don't know. You got to respect people doing their art form. You got to respect people doing what they do. And if one of the things is like hot button topics and personally, I remember one of my, one of my many like, I mean, I've, I've been through these things before. Yeah. So I'm prepared for it. But one of them... Um, from a special, it was like somebody got mad at me for, for doing a bit about them. And uh, and um, Eleanor and Diaz were talking. It was like, oh, it was pretty bad. But Diaz was like, yeah, but that's our friend. And then Eleanor was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, end of story. It's our right. buddy. End of story. <laughs> like, you don't have to say anything if it's about your buddy. But now we're in this world where it's like, I need to be first to a fucking... You comment or mm-hmm. yeah yeah people and they and then also other people start hitting you up. What do you think about this? What do you... So then everybody, there's all like... Well, they've asked us. They've asked me multiple times about like to to speak about. No, I'm not even saying this. But some of the people we know have come up in the news and like uh, off stage stuff. Oh yeah. And like, when are you going to mention it? And and I don't even respond. But the answer is never. That's a friend of mine. That's someone I've shaken hands with. Right. Even if I don't hang out with them all the time, what are you talking about? I'm not going to lose my fucking humanity so I can fucking t- speak to a bunch of strangers. See, that's interesting because I saw I, I, then because I'll look back on things. I'm like, why did I really feel like I had to speak? Why on did that? you? It's this feeling that'll pass, so you can learn from it and next time not do it. You know, but like, there's, there's you just don't have to. Yeah, you just don't have to. I saw. Uh, yeah, and so I wonder where does that come from? From me, is it like a fear? Is it like yeah? I think it's probably some fear of everybody not liking me. Same thing with posting a Black Lives Matter square. It's like if you don't, are they going to look at me? Are they gonna? Are yeah. they gonna be mad? But it's like, oh, our, dude, I put up my Black Lives Matter square. I didn't know what to do. I was kind of spooked, I guess. Yeah. Because I'm trying to do a Netflix, and in my head, I'm like, well, if I don't do this, then the Netflix festival isn't gonna happen. We've already gone down this road. The deal's there. I'll lose it. Then I'm like, they'll take it, and I won't be able to get it back. It's like all of this stuff gets hit stuck in your head, kind of. And also, I have black friends. I know what's going on. The first time some a black woman hits me up and is like, "You you did this all wrong, motherfucker. This ain't the right shade." That's or why, something. exactly. That's why and shade so that's of black. I was, I was like, and you want to be like, "No, you're not the right shade of black." <laughs> yeah. <You> high yellow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like 
I don't know. But it, no, it's no, it's interesting because it makes me look at myself like, yeah, why do I feel the need? Who do I feel like? Do I feel like I have to defend? Um, and then sometimes you also want to be there to kind of defend or or help soften some of what well, the blow is. Right. So with Tony, I was trying to do that. That's you know, what I did. Buddy. That's what I tried to do too. And even at the end, I remember the thing I was talking about you. I said I didn't. It's what he's going for. So you have to recognize that that's what he's going for. Like the way things land and the if it hits that trampoline and then it hits the whole world, it wasn't, I don't know if it's supposed to or not. Yeah, it was a great one for sure. Would you do it again, you think? Or did you have 100%. any? 100%. Yeah. I mean, it, there's no way I can't because here's the deal, man. I, I, I've committed to to this life and, 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 and by this life, I don't mean offensive. I mean doing the jokes that I find funny whenever I find them funny. And that's, what I, that's one thing I really admire about you the most, man. Thanks, buddy. So, so if you start considering the repercussions – and not like moral repercussions. Like, like I, yeah, I'm not going to go to somebody's funeral and do that. That's the wrong place, right? But I'm like, no, I'm doing it to my audience. I can't be worried about if it's going to take a thing. I have a nice life, and I'm completely free. Yeah. So I'm not going to give that up because I might have more money or be able to do more things. And like, by the way, I took a lie detector on this on Legion of Skanks. They're like, you? They're like, do you regret the Kobe tweet? I'm like, no. Oh, I have to go back. And yeah, watch that, absolutely crushed yeah. the reaction. Maybe, but it would have been nice if people were like, "Hey, guys, that's what a joke is. You right. have to allow comics to make jokes." Right, right, right. And that's really, I think, that's the thing that we should all be saying. We I should guess, all be defending each other because we to want to sure tell young comics, "We will get your back." If the line moves behind you, we're not talking about action. We're talking about. Whatever you're trying to do for a joke, we will have your back, young comics. Yeah. We will always say like, it's a, and, and not to say like, hey, I didn't find it funny, but it's, it's right. Not, leave that shit out. Just be like, yeah, guys, clearly here's the joke. Here's what he's going for. Right. Well, did you find it funny? He's like, what's the difference? It's got nothing to do with it. There's plenty of like specials from comics or that aren't funny that I would never mention because it's not offensive, right? right. So you're not like, this guy's special wasn't good. Like you wouldn't yeah. say that. So why would you say it when they're under attack? Yeah. It's nutty. I have had a few people apologize to me. A couple like black comics specifically. It was like, hey, man, like Godfrey? Uh, no. He's a, he's an actor. He's fine. No, yeah. no, he did. He was like, ah, I told you I had to say something. He's not like actually angry. Right. You know? That is a good, that's actually a pretty <laughs> yeah. good impersonation of Godfrey too. Actually, dude, it's not bad. <laughs> me and Sam Marilla sitting there, he came up to me. I thought he was going to beat me up. Wow. And he was like, ah, I told you I was going to say something. All right, buddy. And then Sam's like, oh, you got to respect the honesty. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, that's true too. I think is, yeah, like if he's somebody can then game. say, yeah, everybody's playing kind of their game or playing the best game that they can. Yeah. But hey, Mike Yard came up to me. He was like, dude, when I saw that, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then somebody's like, oh, I get it. Like, you make fun of, like, dead celebrities because you're poking fun at, like, the people who overvalue these lives of celebrities. Like, I get it now. I didn't get it at first. I'm like, right. oh, thanks. Or, or, or Kareem Green was like, eh, not Kareem Green. Jimmy Martinez was like, uh, yeah, I said some shit about you, man, but I shouldn't have. Uh, uh, I get it now. I get what you were doing. I should have, I should have like, defended you as a comedian. I'm like, thanks for saying that. Yeah. So a few people did, but... You know, now that the emotions are gone, but it's also fun when you see people still mad about one of the many like lines I've crossed. Yeah, and they're still angry. Somebody the other day was like pointing out a Beyonce tweet that I made. Like, what about this? Yeah, waiting after lemonade, exactly. I'll never forgive you. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna think you're a dork. Wow. Yeah, it's fun. I don't know. It's fun to fuck with people. No, it's I. It's like. But it's also, it's just the preservation of it all, man. And that's why I appreciate you even talking about it with me with this. Because I started to feel, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, when is it okay? When do I feel pressure to defend the freedom of speech? We've been talking about it recently with, like, 
um like people not want to do the flag and it's all kind of stuff it's like not the freedom what? of speech not one to like you know like or like a teacher took the flag down in her classroom and like didn't have it in there and like my teacher when i was growing up like she made us all kind of do it or at least asked us to stand there like whether or not she it was just like to kind of corral us it was like kind of a unifying at least she cares Pledge allegiance yeah yeah i remember that and it was like i don't know if i cared as much as a kid I, it's not like i was standing there but i like you know our teacher did it it was like she was our liaison and then now a teacher was like uh oh, i put the flag away it seems like it'd be a thing of trouble in my classroom and and now at first i was like man i felt like maybe she shouldn't have done that but then i'm like you got it. Freedom of speech is freedom of speech. The problem is there's just everybody's speech can get everywhere now. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a problem. It's just a curve. We're still. It is weird to. because so there's like there's like you have different selves, right? The way you talk to me is going to be way different than the way you talk to a pastor. Right. Way different than talk to your mom. Um, your high school friends is different than your comedian friends. You have many selves. And now it's just like coming together into oneself and mark zuckerberg's talking about this and it was like this is a problem because you're losing all these different masks you wear in different situations you know i'm not gonna curse in front of my mom right i, I might but i'm not gonna, i'm not trying not to but you and i okay i might even think twice about it right you know am radio or fm radio versus podcast right you know it's just like you have this line in your head and zuckerberg says no i think there should only be one self to everybody and i think that's dangerous because you lose like artistic differences you lose like wild strokes of of, of, of of art when everybody's trying not to offend anybody. Mm. It's like, you're not even supposed to be here. What am I worried about? Right. Well, that's what it feels like then. It feels like I'm not even supposed to be here because it's an, un it's an unrealistic expectation of a human. Right. So then I start to feel like, it's crazy when you said that, it just hit me. I feel like, well, why am I even here? This isn't a safe world for me to even be in because... That's impossible. Because they're throwing you to every where you wouldn't even be appreciated. Every wolf. I remember when I remember it hit me. The first time it hit me was Cecil the Lion. Remember that? Mm -mm. Some dude killed a lion in Zimbabwe or Zaire. Maybe let's hope Zimbabwe or Zaire. Cecil the Lion. Zimbabwe. Oh yeah, I remember this thing. They killed him. In a black lion. mane. This dentist killed him. And uh with an arrow by American recreational big gum hunter. Yeah. And uh and everybody was real, real mad. Mm-hmm. Um, they hated him. I remember talking to a cab driver. We just heard on the news. We both, both bonded. We're like, fuck this guy. Fuck this Dennis dude. Fucking killing a lion? Cecil? Yeah. Beautiful lion? <laughs> yeah, Cecil. I love they put that name in, and the name also kind of urban. Uh -huh. Makes you think, oh, this guy, <laughs> yeah, you know, this racist dude, somehow. Yeah. Yeah. This guy didn't make a sports squad or something. Yeah. And I remember being legitimately angry. And then I found out later a little bit more, where it's like, oh no, Zimbabwe gives out like 40 permits to kill lions here because they have to keep the population down because yeah. then you hear more stories like yeah lion killed my brother man we, we need to keep <laughs> yeah, the population yeah, yeah. down if they're too close to fucking whatever rogan pointed out for a guy for a for a tiger or a lion to get a black mane that means he's way old that means he killed tons of fucking lion cubs that lion probably killed like 20 lion cubs but we had the story of like i'm supposed to be mad at this dude who killed cecil and then you find out more and more about it and you're like oh no this was totally legit right um, well, it also, is, I love how they put his born date on here. Like, uh -huh. is it, you know what I'm saying? 2002, just to 2015. add to that, just to add to the, oh, look, he was only 13. Arrow wounds. Like, he was in junior high school or something. <laughs> yeah, like, even though I think that's an old line. But yeah, yeah, he was a park land yeah. survivor. But then it hit me, like, whenever I'm angry about these things, like, they're probably hiding a detail or two to make me angry. Right. Hinchcliffe, too. They're like, they just hid details to make you angry. And then they'll reveal the details later, but the emotion's already there. And you're like, no, fuck this. 
Yes, you know? that's what's interesting. Or they, they hide, like, Louis asked to jerk off in front of lots of people who said yes, and then right. they just don't include that in the story. Right. He's like that dolphin. He's like the do- trick dolphin. Yeah. What you do you know? mean? Like, the do- you know, it's like, let's see him do his trick. Oh, you know, yeah. hey, I'm sure there's been parties where people are drunk and like, hey, get Louis in here. He'll jerk off. Yeah, yeah, plane. yeah. And everyone's totally cool with it. And then right. suddenly you leave all those out. And it's just like, you just show one thing. Like, if they just show me calling Bobby Lee a, a gook, you yeah. know? But they cut out him right before calling me a kike. Right. It looks really bad. But then, like, you have to show all the context. And if you show it later, like, people are like, nah, still, I've already decided I'm, I'm angry. This is one, another reason I knew people, like, are married to their anger. When those amazing racist stuff came out, people were like, that's so fucking, how dare you fucking do that? Oh, it was so funny you were Thanks. on that vote, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> beach, dude. But I'd pick people up at, at Home Depot. They were working, and I'd drive them to an INS building. And then anyway, people get mad. And then I was like, by the way, you know, those were actors. Uh, I paid him 50 bucks. Right. Um, and I drove him back. They're not even like workers. They're just right. actors. They filled out like a, a form and we paid them and they did it. And people are like, oh, still. I'm like, wait, you're just as angry? You thought I was picking up undocumented workers and driving them to the INS. And then you found out I'm just doing a sketch about it. And you're equally as angry? Uh, not even a little less angry? And then right. you're like, no, no, people just get married to that anger. Yeah, what is that? Why do we not? We don't. It's a weird emotion, huh? Anger. It isn't, but then also to not let it, to not then to not go, oh, be willing. All right. Yes, all right, yeah. that's what's also me. interesting. Yeah, it's like, and I'm right, and it's like a. It's fascinating, man. And I appreciate you, you let me think about this with you because it's yeah, yeah it's, it's fascinating. Like, how do we do that in ourselves because I've done it too. I've like unfairly like. Yeah, I jump to it. Sometimes it depends on how I'm feeling that day. Well, I remember with the Tony thing, the Hinchcliffe thing with the Asian comedian, I heard he's been doing that all week. And it's like, um, and that they were fine with it. Or, But why didn't the, why didn't the comedian ask him first? It's like, it's sometimes it's like the use of it. How are you, if you're just using this as like a springboard for yourself. That's the thing you know? too. It's like, it's a, it's a weird thing in comedy now. I, I don't know. I think it's because we got too big and now we're like worried about keeping our fame and our podcast advertisements and all that shit. And it's like, Dude, we were making twenty grand a year, and we were able to give up money like it was nothing. And now they were making, or some people, not me, but some people were making millions. And now it's like I can't afford to lose twenty grand. Right. And it's like, what do you mean? Now more than ever, you shouldn't give a shit. But I, yeah, I don't know. But like, uh, no one could just be like. But it's also, I think we might be going. We might have been going through the adapt, adapting, adapting to it. Yeah, maybe. You I know? think that the internet's making people sick too. Oh, dude! I think they caught the sickness. A lot of people caught the sickness. I think a lot of times, I you know, we'll we'll stop like nicotine and things like that. But it's like there's nothing that's killing us more than this constant reflection of ourselves and the unable to meet the demand of of an unrealistic expectation that's put in front of you constantly. I, I struggle with it, getting offline completely. Yeah, it's hard, man. You know, we make our money not being off. You know, we make our money being on there. So it's like, right. I mean, I, I ended my Twitter account probably five months ago. I just like, this is all, all negative now. Twitter is all negative. But that, I know I gave up a lot of money doing that. Right. Um, You're like, I'm going to say, I'm going to admit that, yeah, 5% of my money is going to come from either views or people seeing links. Promoting my shows. Right. Exactly. And I'm like, I can't do that anymore. But like, it's not healthy for me. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. We got to combat it in ourselves somehow. I don't know how to do it. And I think some of it is just you're, you know, you learn as things come through. You know, it's like I think they got to regulate the internet, man. Dave Smith, I was talking to him about it. He's a real big libertarian. Mm-hmm. He like helps me make my views on like on politics in general. Mm-hmm. Just like if I'm not hurting anybody, what's the difference? You know, do cocaine in your own home. Like, what's the difference? Don't drive and drink. 
you know, that's hurting other people. Right. But drink at home. What's it, you know, I don't care. Drink yourself death. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. But like, um, but so he's like, well, you know, the internet's like, you're free not to use it. But I'm like, well, you're not really socially free not to use it. You're not. They've made it so you need it for almost anything. Yeah. With Apple Pay, with fucking, you can't get a city bike without your fucking, if, unless you have one of the old keys, you can't get a city bike without your cell phone. You can't get tickets to a movie and shit. So it's like they've made you need it. And this, especially social media, they made you need it. You can't exist. The mommy blog groups are all on Facebook. You can't right. n- be a mom and not trade information with other moms. And they're not going to be off Facebook. They're going to be on Facebook. You have to be on there. And we didn't agree to hate our friends. We didn't agree to let you make me hate my friends and my brothers and my fucking relatives. We didn't agree to that. Right. And you guys did that to us without our permission. Uh, and I'm like, no, that's not allowed. You're hurting us. It's not just stomping on your floor. It's stomping on your floor when someone lives below you. Right. It's like, n- no. So I hate regulation, but at some point, like, yeah, we didn't give you permission to do this to us. It's tough. That's the thing. It's like, I hate regulation, but I- I've thought like tech is the new fossil fuel. That's what I say a lot of times. It's this weird thing where it's like, there's people are like, we'll just get off of it. It's like, then I can't order can't. anything. Can't. I can't like, there's no, and even if you try to go, this is the saddest part. Yesterday, I'm looking for a bed and breakfast, right? And I don't want an Airbnb. I want to find a bed and breakfast. A I nice want to find Providence two senior citizens, like probably yeah. deceased in the back room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who I go in, I have a reservation. They didn't even know about it, and I find their bodies in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want a real bed and breakfast. <laughs> I want a fucking scone, bitch. Yeah, the advertising, though, is all straight to airbnb everyone you go to it's somehow so it's like you had to go two pages in to even find something that was like a a regular airbnb you know and it's like it it also that's shit that's really more damaging than than some of the stuff like the anger inducement like that's bad for sure but like algorithms in general it it takes away your ability to to be exposed to new things even like like spotify you don't think spotify is evil in any way and it's not evil at their core but like they're giving you music that they know you will like. Right now, you and I are hanging out. Let's just say, and I'm putting on some of my music that your your algorithm wouldn't expose you to. But you're like, oh, I actually like like that's cool. I like this. And so you're exposed by chance to some new level of art yeah. that you wouldn't have been exposed to. Which is I like. Uh, I got this from a book too. But like listening to the radio, where I'm like, let it hit me with something. Yeah. Um, and then maybe I'm like, oh, cool. And I'm my Spotify's listening. You know, so they'll know if I like yeah. it. They're, they're reading my heartbeat or whatever. But like, you want to be able to like grow and they're not letting you. Well, did you notice when you're in Ecuador or those types of places? Is it a lot different? Is it really a lot different? Do you notice it over time? Yeah. Well, I noticed when I get back. Same thing was when I left uh, LA. I didn't notice how shitty LA was, how the LA vibe was until I left for a couple of years and then went back. I was like, oh, God damn, you guys are fucking vapid here and, and needy. For fame, and I didn't realize the forest for the trees. Yeah, I was really enjoying it, Ecuador, and then I got back. I was just met with this barrage of, of media and like, just yeah. It's it's you're free, you're free. I don't know. And luckily, COVID it was like a really good thing, you know, in a lot of ways. Oh, Got to yeah. count your blessings about it. Yeah, you relocated to a cool spot. You know, you might not have. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, I, I'm amazed sometimes that I was able to move, you know? Yeah. You can always go back. It's easy to just go, go there. Back. Yeah. But I think, yeah, when everybody was leaving, I, I felt like everybody was going to Austin. I didn't know if I wanted to go to Austin. It's just still, the financial thing was the same. For, it was just like, 
I was just in a place I don't want to pay all this extra to California right now, especially if I didn't know if they were going to have mass oh, ever. Yeah, the taxes are different. There's no state taxes here. That was a big thing. When Rogan was like, I'm moving to Austin. I'm sure. And and I had thought about moving there. Then whenever I started moving, I was like, I don't want, I don't want to go back to That's kind of what I felt. I just didn't want to be like in a place where I felt like... Um, just yeah, like people I, like, why? He's like homeless. Like, you don't think it's homeless in Austin? Like, why else? He's like, taxes. Like, you... Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, wait, what is that? <laughs> All those rich comments. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, 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 hold on. <laughs> like, I, I can save a house a year? Yeah, I don't mind seeing the homeless as long as I'm not the one paying for them. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As long as I'm not paying. Yeah. Now, if I walk up to the guy and say, here, here's 20 bucks, will you please shit outside for me? Because I need to, like, you know, get, <laughs> these, ro- get these rose beds going. <laughs> That's one thing. You got to put them to use. That's a problem. They're yeah. not using these homeless guys. But if I got to mail it to the city and then they're going to use it through some dirt system and the guy doesn't even get to shit in my flower beds he can just go shit anywhere no way (laughs) not on my watch yeah something that's something that's that's interesting here like the guy at the gas station the other day comes out and he's he's uh, i guess a fan kind of or you know knew of me and he said hey um hey man i want to let you know anytime you come in here man we got fresh baked bread and fresh baked pizzas in here and i just been in there dude there's no there is none. There's not an oven in that joint, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, is this guy just been? And it was the nighttime guy. So I'm like, is this dude out of his mind? Is this guy on Adderall? Like, but now it's like when I go there, I have to pretend that they have like fresh baked bread in there, and they don't. So it's like in a smaller area, you there's like you, you kind of are, you have to continue to. Whereas in LA, you can be like, go fuck yourself. You don't have so any. impersonal. But yeah. sometimes you're like, you need that impersonalness. Imp- imp- you're like, yeah, you're a weirdo, man. Right. I'd rather not talk to you. I mean, New York is the key for that. Nobody talks to anybody. Yeah. There's too many crazies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a small town, even Nashville is still a small town. Oh, it feels really small here. And you can't cheat on your spouse here. That's another thing. Like no, in LA, dude, you system. could have another family a block away from you and your family would never know. That's another thing that changed. They had this book called The 50 Mile Rule. Do you remember that? Uh-uh. It was like, if you're going to cheat on your spouse, and they weren't against it, they go, you got to go 50 miles outside your radius. Now, this was written 30 years ago. Wow. And if you go 50 miles outside your radius to a convention or whatever, or more, you know, it'll never come back to your to your home, to your family at all. Now, it's way different. There is no 50 mile. You have to go to another planet. Well, there's, yeah, there's no 50 mile radius. Right. And that's one thing Louis said funny on that, especially because he said, well, I was looking to get out of town, but the, I was on kayak or something. There were no tickets to Mars, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, so I was looking to get that far away. Yeah. Um, it is gonna... It is cool being in Ecuador where you're like, where no one knew me. I think I got recognized like three times, two of them like right towards the end in like one of our gringo town. But it was like, I'm just me. I'm just a human here. And there's no, I think it's real like bad for you to be recognized too much, to be like elevated uh, on a level that you're not. Oh, well, and, that, and that's not even realistic. It's not real. Yeah. People are just like, can I get you something? Like, can I get you something? You don't work for me. Yeah. It's not healthy at all. And you start thinking your words are too valuable. Yeah. Well, I think that goes even to some of like podcasts getting busier and like being feeling like you have to say something or scared to you say have something. Have to say something. God damn! I think it's yeah, embarrassing. Like In New York, we're we're like shocked at how some of those LA podcasts have no level of integrity or morals. Yeah, that's to their us. friends. That's My us. God. Dude. Well, hold on. look at these fucking. <laughs> these guys are great. Bless <laughs> you. Bless you. <laughs> Who the fuck are these dudes? They got. I don't want to use a racial slur, but. These Lakers fans right here. <laughs> One's a Dodger fan. Or yeah. Lake uh, fans, my bad. Uh, let's see these guys. What's up, Theo? Ari? 
beautiful motherfuckers. I'm big. He's fat. Big and fat. I don't know why he looks like that. Uh, we're actually podcasters, and I'm yeah, we know. to chase my comedy dreams. So, quick question. Um, when you're pushing the boundaries in your jokes, which you do fucking great at, um, how do you overcome the fear, you know, that cancel culture? Uh, it's pretty scary out there. Everybody wants to fucking end you. Keep killing them. Keep pushing the boundaries. We fucking love you guys. Theo, Ari, we hope to see you in Jersey soon. Please come by. Latinos in Jersey. It's a new documentary coming to us. <laughs> Latinos also. in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Thanks for the question. Uh, we kind of have been answering we that. We kind of did. You know, there's one book that set me free more than anything. It was uh, The Fountainhead. I read The Fountainhead. It was a girl. Ayn Rand? Ayn, Ayn Rand. Ayn Rand. Yeah, whatever. But um, it set me free. She told me, she's like, I think you'd like this. And it was just about this pure artist. Architecture was the art form they chose. But really, it's just any art form. And it was about like, you just cannot care at all. And this guy, this architect, and they, they, it was way predated cancel culture. I mean, it was written in the 20s or 30s, but like you could see like these prototypes of like, I could plug it into any one of these situations. And you're like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so writing a blog about this guy. Oh, that's, it's just like, it's, it's so good. And uh, so they took everything away from this guy. They took it all away. And he goes, well, you're not going to stop me from being an architect. Mm. You might stop me from being able to build. But I'm not going to stop being an architect, so I'll go work in the rock quarry, and I'll work with the, with the materials that I'll need when I'm building buildings again. So, like, at some point, like, I had to set, this was years and years ago, maybe that's why I'm so fucking crazy now, but, like, I had to set that, like, you will never take away my ability to be a stand-up comic. You can not let me do theaters and push me into clubs. You can take away my ability to do clubs and only do workout rooms. Mm. You can stop me from doing workout rooms. I can still do open mics. You're talking about the money. You might take away the money from me, but the real thing that matters is what we always wanted when we started is to tell a fucking good joke and make it work. Yeah. You know, when Ralphie was like, when I saw him, it was like two years in, he goes, oh, that's when it's just fun, man. And I was starving to death. I didn't have money to eat. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, Ralphie? What fun. But I get it now. There was no like, can I get a development deal? Can I get, it was just, we're trying to be stand-up comics. So you can't take that away from me. And once I realized as far down as I can go, I can go to a coffee shop and go up. No matter what, I will have that ability. Then I'm like, then I was free. At that point, I was free. Mm. And it's just a, man, it's just a felt You know, it's like, powerful. It's powerful, man. Yeah, because I, I, a lot of this I'm bringing back to myself and not to make it about me, but just like, yeah, I wonder why some of my behaviors, what are my fears, what am I afraid of? And then what fears were just fears that I had growing up that aren't really realistic still anymore. still there from childhood. Right. Yeah. Like, we're not going to have anything. I don't have anything, you know. People hate, you know, it's like, and when are you going to realize that your fans are there for you no matter what? Mm -hmm. um, were you amazed at some of your fans that were there for you during some of the trials of it? What I was really like, I, I hate focusing on negatives. So like, so like, it's the natural thing. But like, what I was really taken back was, but the outpouring of support by comedians, personally, the, the the texts I was getting from people going like, "Man, you're hilarious. I found it funny. Uh, uh, you're all. I got your back. You're a great person." Like, just from everywhere, like all these people reaching out, and it was like, "Oh, this is like really nice." If you remove the other part, I'm like, "This is right. genuinely um, amazingly nice." You know, um, God, yeah, and it's like, and that's what you could always do when any of those comics get in trouble for anything. You'd be like, "Hey, man, you're funny. I don't, don't worry, I got your back." Yeah, be supportive. Yeah, yeah, because you do go through this thing of like, does everyone hate me? And so every time you get a text yeah. like, "Hey, you're my buddy," it's like, great, one down, one doesn't. That's awesome. 
But like, That's a good it was point. just really nice. And then, you know, the beginning of it, when people were like laughing before the fucking, not realizing back there, people were like, <laughs> you know, before they didn't realize that's happening, we're all having a good time. Yeah. Well, I think people are also now seeing in in some ways where it's like the media, like these New York Times writes an article or some people are like, fuck, this rag is Exactly. Garbage. Like you're like, this, you guys are trying to mislead me. You're trying to make me angry. Totally. And I think so many people see that now that it's like the amount of people that don't see it is so small. Still, they no, just still, still own most. a lot of, but they still own a lot of real estate. Yeah, exactly. And, I th- and they're the vocal ones. The ones who don't care don't. Don't write in to be like, hey, I don't care. You know, it's like you just don't care. You don't do anything. It's only yeah. the ones that do care. But like, so now when I'm when I see myself getting angry about something, I realize, hey, th- I'm probably being misled here. Mm. These monsters aren't real. It's like they're not everywhere. So like, it's overhyped. It's just like I can like I don't I can't always see it. So like, if I didn't find that fucking other footage of Tony Inchcliffe, like his full set, yeah. people would have been like, man, you bombed and you. Saw-. That's what I told Tony. I was like, hey, dude, it's not so bad that like. That like uh, people think you're like racist or whatever. Like that sucks, you know. But like comics are thinking you're not funny, so you gotta put out. If you say you're getting laughs on that, you need to put that out right now. Wow! Before it gets around the comedy world. Yeah, yeah. He has a. Did he have a new special that just came out? Somebody he has one that was good before COVID. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Yeah, but so he's like, yeah, we released his fucking that full set, and then people are like, oh, I get it. But like Emma, Emma, we were all talking about it. Like right when it happened, I hadn't even seen the clip yet. And she was like, "I can tell you what." Emma Wilman. Emma Wilman, yeah, yeah, hilarious. And she's like, "I can tell you what didn't happen." She like didn't really care, but she goes, "It, it did. What didn't happen was in 2021, a comedian got on stage and couldn't hold back his anti-Asian feelings anymore and right. let it out on stage. That for sure did not happen. Right. So like, <laughs> I, I, whatever else you're talking about, it's not what you're saying. It is right." Yeah, and if you've seen Tony, I didn't think it was. Yeah, if you've seen him, I didn't think it was that shocking. But but they, they the way I said about uh, the amazing races, people like mad, and then when they found out it was way different, they're still just as mad. Yeah. They did the same shit with Chris, where they were like, "You're fucking underage people," and it's like, "Well, no, not at all." And they're like, "Well, you fuck your fans too much." And you're like, yeah. "No, get out of here. The thing you said was terrible, and it's not real. Right. So get the fuck out of here. You can't talk anymore. Right." Yeah, that the, fuck the, your the, fans the, too much. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh my god. You see him in his apology. That's a gaslit man going, um, so I guess these chicks who were sliding into my DMs were trying to fuck me. I I, I guess I sh- shouldn't have been fucking the people who wanted to fuck me. Yeah. It's like he's just gaslit because everyone told him he was evil for doing nothing wrong. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. We had a news thing. We had a news piece I think we wanted to discuss. Was there something, Sean? Another good question, maybe that came in. Big and fat. Everybody check out their podcast. <laughs> yeah, thick and fat, huh? Thick and fat. Was that what they were? Thick and fat, dude. He's thick. I'm thick. He's fat. How are you doing these days, by the way, with everything? With what? Drugs and alcohol? Yeah. I'm doing okay. Yeah? Yeah. My primary goal, I've had a couple of relapses during this thing, um, during the COVID, Yeah. you know, so... But I'm doing good. I've been doing a lot of breath work recently. I tried ketamine therapy. Um, really? I've been so angry, bro. And it won't stop. And then it's like. At what? I don't know. Everything? I get it's angry. Kind of- I get angry, yeah. So it's like. Uh, and then I've had like this exhaustion that's like in my body, like this fatigue. And I don't know what it is. And so I've been like getting all this medical stuff, trying to figure it out. And. Um, 
So it's been tough. It's been honestly pretty tough. And the tough part is when you don't feel good to then go podcast. Like when you're genuinely not feeling good or even at your best, or if I talk for 10 minutes, a lot of times I'll feel this exhaustion in my body and then being like, okay, I have to continue to put myself forward or I'm afraid that I'll lose my audience. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I went to Southeast Asia, I went for a few months off the grid completely. Joe List was like, aren't you afraid of like losing everything? And, And at the time I was like, I have a, television show that i'm coming back to and a, and a special that i just taped that'll be like what do you mean what am i gonna lose you yeah. have to live your life a little but like i get it we don't have seasons in podcasting we don't have an off season if you're an actor if you're on friends making a million an episode 22 weeks and then you have you know 38 weeks off yeah that's wrong 20 30 weeks off but yeah. like yeah. They would keep working for a million a week. They work for fifty-two weeks, and we're we're, we're not letting ourselves. Yeah, I need to be. Like, I need to be brave enough to take take breaks. a month off. Yeah, I need, and I really need it too. You should do it. So I I, I think I, I thought about maybe even in January going to like a thirty-day rehab, like a facility or something, even if it's just like a health and wellness place. Get off your phone where there's no drugs, alcohol. Yeah, and get off my phone. Just so I don't have any temptations. Right, right, right. It's hard to be like keep a pack of cigarettes on you, but stop smoking. Right, like right. It, it, it's unrealistic. It's hard, yeah. And the same thing as people like stay off your phone. It's like you say that, but it's calling you. Yeah, and also it's like you don't have you don't have direct you. It's like, dude, I realized the other day I'm in, I'm in a parking lot. And thanks for asking, man, about what was going on. Yeah, I should have called um, you when I heard him. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. No, dude, you guys are, you know. I'm, I feel bad. I haven't talked to you in a long time. I forget how. Did you relapse when you were at my place? Smart. Was that the last relapse? Oh, dude, no. That was, the last, that was when I first started. That was when I got, got sober. sober. <laughs> Bro, I was laying in your fucking bed, okay? <laughs> Literally had just opened the big blue book of Alcoholics Anonymous, like bawling, crying, realizing really? how many things kind of related to me. And not really the drugs and alcohol part didn't relate to me, but the the feelings and the emotions that's the stuff that i'm all i'm addicted to my own feelings and emotions because i feel like it's all i had or it's like i just i don't know but i'm addicted to those things you know that's what you're burying with this with this with the junk i think it probably was you know and i and also i just was looking for anything yeah that made me not want to feel sometimes but i'd never done cocaine and once i did it a few times it got dicey so it's just like so addictive so i never was doing cocaine for months or even binges but one not one or two nights, and I get so fucking paranoid and scared, and the control I was losing, I, I couldn't control, and I'd be so creeped out. And then I want, you know, you want sex, you want to tickle some stranger, and next, you know, you're on these escort sites, and so wasting all your time trying to like, yeah. And then I kept locking myself out of your fucking apartment, which is the fucking worst. I lost <laughs> all your spare keys. I didn't get the lock changed. I think <laughs> you're like, hey, dude, your apartment's fine. And that you will not be able to get gain access to it, but the apartment itself is in good shape. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I was gone for I was gone for like a month. How long did you stay there? You stayed for a I while. I stayed for probably about yeah two and a half weeks or something. I still got that soda stream you left me. Oh, dude, well, look, <laughs> I still got part. me and my boyfriend fucking love it, dude. We fucking love that soda stream. I was like Theo was my best house guest. You and Nick Cody were the only ones who didn't destroy my apartment that I let stay there. I appreciate that, man. I hired a cleaning lady. You got I, me a soda stream. That's a fucking stand up, dude. Well, you know who else? Big J. I said. I I went over to Big J and Christine. I was like, what do I get them? I want to get them something nice. And they said, which is the weirdest thing, you got to get them a soda stream. <laughs> it's like good advice. Sometimes like, you have trouble like like making a purchase for yourself but someone yeah. else can and yeah. you'll really appreciate it. What I was like, are you sure? He said, It doesn't seem like that's hard to come by. <laughs> I don't know. But. <laughs> we'll get into one more question here, man. Who's Drake? I know. 
Hey, y'all, what's up, Dio? What's up, Hard? What's up, Ari? What's up? I got a random question for Ari. Yeah, why are you so angry? Because it has exactly everything to do with Ari. Um, but Ari lived in Indonesia for a bit. And uh, as a fellow Jew, by blood, not by religion, um, I was oh. curious how he felt traveling in a majority Muslim country. Did he feel at home? Did he feel out of place? Did he not think about it in any way, shape, or form? I met a lot of uh, fellow Jews, not necessarily by religion, who feel FJs. like they'll be persecuted ever going to a Muslim country. But I've never felt more welcomed into a country than I did in Indo. Um, so just curious. Question for I. Thanks. Good question. Good, interesting question. Yeah, is there nerves there being Jewish and going if it's, it's not all that kind slimmed of out? And they call them slims, don't they? Who does? No, but let's spread that. God, I don't know. <laughs> Indonesians or Muslims? Muslims. Slims? Yeah. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Guys, you just saw the genesis of a new derogatory term. <laughs> oh, there we go. Slims. They were responsible for 9-11, and they'll be responsible for the next attack. If we don't fucking yeah. take care of these slims. That beefy, juicy terrorist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Snap it to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, an, it's, the, it's the country with the most Muslims in the world, Indonesia, because it's got a massive population. But they're not the Jew-hating Muslims. We've never been there, so they don't give a shit about us. It's oh, the ones around Israel that really care about us. Um, We're um, they are very Hindu in parts of it. Um, so Muslim, what does that mean? Like, what would you say? So it goes Muslim, mm -hmm. then or Hindu, then Muslim, then Christian. Okay, in the areas of Indonesia, and um, so in the Hindu parts, one of their great symbols is a backward swastika. Which I always oh, forget which yeah. way it goes. So you see it everywhere on motorbikes, on the fucking manhole covers, and you're just like, you feel a little weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, you're like if I look you at go. this in a mirror, things are getting dicey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I fucking loved Indonesia. God damn that place. Well, you know what's fascinating back. is you say that, so you see the symbol all over. Yeah, it's like yeah. if somebody showed me that symbol here, like somebody could write an article right now that said, "Look at this shit all over Indonesia, hating Jews," and I would look at it and just believe it. Right, 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 right. Absolutely, you could. Right, they could fool you, like leaving out details into into getting you angry at at something. Yeah, look what they're doing. And then next thing you know, you're scared. Now you got Jews saying, "We got to get out of it." You know, I'm it's a beautiful symbol. Yeah, it is easy yeah. to draw. Yeah. It's just the backwards one. Oh, dude, I remember we had this kid, Bali, Sc yeah. Scotty, when we were growing up, dude, on the bus. We didn't know anything about, like, anti-Semitism or anything in our town. We didn't have any. Didn't have Jews. Why Jews. Would you we didn't have Jews, yeah. We didn't have Jews yet. Now, once you get a couple Jews, you freaking understand what's now, going on. Okay, okay. <laughs> you guys are always looking for bargains. Fucking come on. Quit complaining all the time. Yeah. The soup is warm enough. It's warm enough. Yeah. Just eat it. Um, yeah, so... But we had seen the uh, thing on pamphlets or whatever, dude, because David, dude, you know, it was like we had a, you see a lot of like anti-Semitic pamphlets. I think just people putting the symbol on stuff like uh -huh. show up tonight, you know, but no, it wasn't against Jews. I think it was just about like fucking being angry and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, changing each other's motor oil and shit. So uh, we had this kid Scotty on our bus one day and we just drew a big swastika just on his shirt and like, really? Oh, dude. Yeah. And we had no idea it was about Jews or anything or about Germans. We didn't even know it was about Germans. We just knew it was like kind of like this, like you'd see anarchy. Here's what you'd see, like emo kind of anarchist kids, the a with rock the, metal. Yeah. Uh -huh. And they would have that symbol sometimes on them or they would have like the A with the cross through it. Other thing. I'm convinced half the time is anti-Semitism or even uh, racism. Like if you see somebody like write the N word or something like that, it's almost like somebody's got a Sharpie 
and they've got a, something to deface, yeah. and then they go like, uh, who's around here who care the most? Like, they don't really care. Right. They'll be like, well, there's a temple right there. I was like, sweet, kike. Yeah. All right, let's go. <laughs> let's go yeah. But if there was like, you know, if there was like a Baptist church, like, all right, N-word. Yeah, yeah. But like, they don't care. They're just like, what's going to get the- Or if there's a fat farm, you just draw lettuce out there. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. I think that's that's part of the mentality. I think looking into the mentality of things is 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 like the stuff that we're missing with so many things. Like, yeah, the person's like, "What could I draw here that's a going to get anybody to look and even care?" Or, or gamers, they're like, "I'll oh, fucking fuck you, you fuck AIDS into your brain, you fucking f bot." You know, and it's like they don't really care. They're just right. like saying something, and if you take that off, they're like, "Look what he said." You're like. No, he was saying that on Call of Duty. Right. The second he walks into the kitchen, mad. it's all over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's like, hi, honey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally. Oh, Keisha, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. To his black, it could even be his black wife. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just favorite. so interesting the context, the way we're serving stuff. But we drew it on Scotty, dude. And the crazy part was, so his parents, you know, they got it. They didn't probably even know what it was. They washed the shirt. We had to wear the shirt all the time throughout the rest of the year. So it would still be just faded lightly in there. faded in there. Yeah. Dude, I took a dump and I couldn't make it home i couldn't make it home from synagogue to my house and it was only like three blocks but it was like i didn't know how to control my bowels back then oh, yeah. and i i was like i gotta it's coming it's turtling and it's coming oh. so i ducked into my neighbor's side yard in between the bushes and i just let go of a log mm. um and then i like wiped <laughs> with my underwear and I took my underwear with me oh i've had to do that yeah and then um so later though they found the dump i mean what it was i don't know what i was thinking that it was going to go unfound but wow. they found it they thought it was a hate crime uh-uh. Yeah, they're like, they're fucking shitting in the yard of Jews. <laughs> they, didn't have, they were talking about a synagogue. I didn't have the heart to tell. I just sat there like, <laughs> I didn't know how to tell. They were all worried about these hate crimes going around. <laughs> it's just these Jew bowels not working. Oh, my God, dude. The original hate crime from God, Jew bowels. <laughs> yeah. God did it to me. <laughs> It was a nice log, though. It was like a nice one. Was it? Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, they were so mad. Oh man. Um, your tour. Where where you go? Where are you going on this current tour? Got Tacoma and Spokane next. Oh nice. And then um, I got, I'm doing Boston. I'm just finally back to Boston. I started my tour last tour in Boston. I'll be at the Wilbur on December 9th. So that's like a, a first like big. Really gonna be at the Wilbur? Yeah. Congrats. Thanks, dude. buddy. Thanks. Yeah. That's cool, man. It's a cool place. It's yeah. like one of the best like theaters. That there are, it's the one, you know, performance was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that'd be awesome. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm and excited. And people are that. wanting to come out and see comedy. And also, I think one it's thing. It's great. It's back. Everybody's back and excited for right now, anyway. Yeah, it's beautiful. And here's what you don't see in the comedy clubs so far you don't see this guy. Right. You know? Like he's that, not there yet. He's not there yet. No, he's still online. Yeah. People are like, oh, I'll come to comedy. Yeah. Sure. He's still online. Yeah. Over um, December 9th, com. get tickets. Yep, December, what is that, December 9th, you said? December 9th, yeah, I got like Oklahoma City and San Antonio and, and Tampa and Orlando and places like that, but... uh com. you can get tickets. Remember we did that Sam Adams thing, you remember that? Yeah, oh, thanks for that. Yeah, you hooked me up with that fucking... He was good, that commercial. commercial. I should have been funnier in that commercial. I got serious. I, I Did regret you? No, it. No, mine was kind of serious too. I, think I know. It, I think we, they wanted a little bit of seriousness. A little bit, but we should have fucked around more. Segura, when he was like giving up for his wife, he's like my first, my first wife. He kept referring to his first. It's like, oh, that's <laughs> that's, that's the line. That's your joking. Yeah, you could be serious and still joke. And I forgot I had like a day to prepare. And yeah, like, same. Fuck. It was short notice, kind of. Yeah, 
I mean, half half of the people cried in them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you guys were comedians. Know, what are you crying about our mom for? Well, uh, this my whole podcast is based on crying about my mom. So, but no, I totally also understand what you're saying, dude. Trust me. I had to go to comedy court. Yeah. Robert Kelly and and, uh, and Big J took me to comedy court. Did they? Yeah, they're like, "What is this?" Sorry, right. <laughs> they found it. They were so mad. What was it about? Not being funny in that Sam Adams commercial. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. They're like, oh, are you legitimately giving it up for your friend Red Band helping you just in a serious <laughs> way? And I was like, I don't know. They gave me money to buy. They, so they gave you money. That's yours. I'm like, fuck, you're right. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you got to go on comedy court. I'll get, I'll get a trial for you. Dude, get me a trial, yeah. bro. You might I have love... to plead guilty, though. If they showed oh, you that, yeah, you I might will. be like, I throw myself at the mercy of the court on this one. Oh, yeah, I will, bro. <laughs> oh, I got to go out there and do that, man. I love, yeah, that, dude, I wish there was more of that. I, I, I think I'm also always jealous of New York comics. You guys just get to be in such a place more where it feels like they're doing real comedy. Yep. Pushing um, each other. Yeah, pushing each other, not being as afraid. I think there's definitely a lot of fear in LA, fear of the industry. The industry, yeah. But then you also see what the industry can do to guys when they write articles and stuff, and that gets scary. You know, it gets scary. But like you're saying, to always know that you have what you have and that, like, um, and that intention can, you know, can kind of show up down the line. Yeah. I mean, it'd be nice if I was like, a clean comic sometimes it'd be like that would be cool but that's not the kind i caught yeah i caught my kind yeah you, know? you catch a different kind so like it'd be great if i make jokes about food all, uh, only but yeah. like bacon that's why i like that's why i like uh when they were doing the rap when they were all angry about rap you know and olivia dukakis or wherever it was like one of them was like really leading the charge but like they put the the warning label on rap song but they were trying to just ban it completely and john denver spoke up to congress clean ass john denver he was like guys you can't tell musicians and he was like this doesn't affect me i'm clean as shit well he didn't even curse you know right rocky mountain high was like his most risque thing and he goes it ain't even about drugs right it's about the high you get being in nature damn but he's like take me home country it's like and he, that guy is saying do not tell these other musicians what they should be rapping about that's crazy yeah you gotta let them do it or, or or, or the, you'll, that's just you have to, and that's John Denver defending that. It's crazy. Yeah, it's fascinating, man. Yeah, it's fascinating what fears are going into things when I make when when anybody's making choices, and mm -hmm. what do we really want, and then what are we really fearful of? You know? I saw something you said about Delia, where you're like, there's one part that I liked. You're like, I'm not even sure, like even talking about him, if this is gonna like hurt me, like affect me in some way and that's like that goes through my mind too and i'd love to be able to say like i'm not thinking about it but i am it's like it's like so you have trouble even defending your friends you can stay out of it but it's like hard to even defend them because like are they going to come for me right for, for just saying like hey chill they did with norm mcdonald saying i i don't think roseanne realized that chick was black fuck you it's like i'm, I'm not saying it's okay i'm saying she w didn't mean it racist yeah and people like got mad at him it's just like there's no yeah, you got to be worried about it, but but I think it's losing its a it's losing its luster as well. That fuck you from nowhere. Yeah, you can. The thing is with the, with the L.A. comics, I get I get the need to weigh in real fast and like cash in on someone else's hard work like mine. <laughs> but but like uh, but you can take a different stance and still cash in. You can get your podcast out the next day, right? But why not take the stance of like 
I don't know, defending fucking comedy and, and, and jokes and, and be like, no, no joke goes too far. What are you talking about? Tim Dillon did it with me. He did this whole thing. He's like, I don't care for this at all. That tweet, what he wrote was wrong. And his, his, his co-host or whatever is like, was like, what do you mean? He's like, I just, it was over the line. What you said about Aretha Franklin? She's one of our, and he goes, no, 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 no. It's, it's Kobe Bryant. He goes, wait, what? He goes, yeah, Kobe Bryant. He goes, no, Aretha Franklin right here. When she died, he wrote this. And he's like, oh, it's, no, it's a different one. He goes, well, no, I'm mad about the Aretha Franklin one. And that's his way of saying, like, guys, guys, he makes fun of dead celebrities. Right. He doesn't, like, you know, like, calm yourself. But he did it in a funny way. I think in some ways he's the, he's a lot of the leader of that movement. He's pushing it, dude. He's pushing the line. He's pushing that line back because that line wants to keep coming to where we're not going to be able to do any jokes right. and we're not going to be able to say tranny or, or anything, anything that you could have before. Yeah. Uh, that you just now can't, you can't make fun of fucking kids getting shot, which I, for a while when they were saying like, you can't be racist or sexist or anything, I was like, well, you could always make fucking school shooting jokes. And then they're taking those away. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, we're not promoting school shootings. We're trying to find some light in this thing. And you need guys like Tim Dillon. Me, there's there's a plenty of guys out there. We're like we're pushing that line back. Comedy needs Tim Dillon, yeah, to to keep him keep you safe where you are, where you think you're safe on the line. You're Kabul, man, and if America pulls out, all those contractors are dead. So you need those front line workers, fucking pushing it. Yeah, we need. It's definitely true, man. It's definitely true. And it's interesting too about when you get offended and why. What makes me offended? You know. Yeah. And what am I? What's really going on? And then yeah, that uh, that another that then companies are then serving offense to people. Hey, here's some offense. You like this, don't you? Yeah, you like this. And they know by the algorithm that you like it. So it's like, oh, here you like this. It's almost like if as if somebody came up, you like staying healthy, and somebody came up while you weren't really looking, and just put a bunch of fucking Fritos in your mouth. Yeah, you're right. And like, I don't want that. Like, and like oh, you're hey, chewing. You're chewing. Why yeah. are you chewing then? Yeah. And before you know it, half of it's in your system. Yeah. <laughs> now you're addicted. It's really fucking fascinating. And we let it happen to the human population. It's uh, like we we didn't know they were doing experiments on it. When when Facebook was doing experiments of like we're going to show some people uh, ang- like negative stuff and some people positive stuff, or we're going to like. Uh, analyze their their comments after that, and they said like the negative people were more negative, the ones who were exposed to negative. They were doing literal experiments on just their user group, and they found out that would rile them up, and they made more comments, and so like that means we have to show everybody more negative stuff. Wow! And then it affects your mood all the time. You're looking for the anger, and you're just like, you ever see you ever see those like real hippies that are like like cry over like a sunset and like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just the trees blowing. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's like, damn, they got the right mindset though. Right. You know, it's like, they're seeing the beauty and everything. I want to get back to that a little bit. Do you think you could ever get back there? Cause it seemed like you come from a darker place kind of. Yeah. But it's also like, yeah, I, but I still, I mean, I do plenty of like mushrooms and stuff. So that helps me. It like, helps you. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. It definitely helps, man. It definitely helps. See like the greatness and things. Yeah, yeah, and it's like we got to be reminded because, yeah, it's almost like just the society we built. And I don't even know if it's the humanity over all time. I think it just, when you look at the big scheme of things, this could be, you know, if this society goes on for another 500,000 years and this is just a small moment. It is, like, we're a blip. Yeah. For sure. Remember so when that, the first internet came out and everybody I thought, I thought it was all real? Uh-huh. You know, that could be yeah, 50 yeah, years yeah. from now. Before there's regulation. Can you believe what they were letting their kids do? They were letting their nine-year-olds be in this incredibly dangerous addictive and fucking harmful thing yeah imagine just putting your nine-year-old in a pack of cigarettes every day dude i told my 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 i was talking to my sister about it and i was like are you worried about like your kids being online i mean the danger 
that it's, you're seeing more and more of how like unsettling it is and bad it is for you. Yeah. And these are developing minds. Oh, so they're talking about like you're not supposed to smoke weed until you're 16 because it hurts your development. Afterwards, you're like, fine, go for it. But like, so now you're letting a nine year old be exposed to this terrible thing. And there's no real studies on it yet on what that's going to do. And she goes, yeah, but you know, they need, I need to be able to reach them, which nobody could reach us. We went out to ride our bikes when we were 10. We were gone. Right. We were safe. You know, yeah, there might be a molester here or there, but like mostly we were safe, you know? And I was like, well, what about a flip phone? If, if you need to reach them, what about a flip phone? And then from the other room, my nephew's like, shut up, Uncle Ari. Shut up. Because they're like, don't you get my oh. fucking cell phone taken away? But like, yeah, you're right. It's going to be a blip. No one's going to remember that we are alive in a thousand years. I know. That's crazy any of us. Too. And so like, that's none of this matters. Too. Uh, do you think about having a family and stuff like that? You said you don't want kids, right? No, I had a vasectomy. Did you really? Yeah, a few years ago. No way. 2017, 2018, yeah. Did you let people bid on it on eBay? I feel like you could fucking get something. Well, you don't chop your dick off, Theo. That's not what well, a vasectomy is. you take part is. of your semen out or something. Semen, oh, no, no. vast it's, deference. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's just like tube, and you cut it, and then solder the ends. Oh. Smell a little barbecue while, you ha- while oh. it's happening. It seems like as a Jewish person, you wouldn't do that. It seems like the most well, I'm not a great Jew. I'm not a great Jew. Yeah, I'm not a great <laughs> Jew. Uh, what about the special? You had made the special Jew, right? I didn't make it. You didn't make uh-uh. it? Okay. That's the only real negative is is uh, I was gonna. The producers, they were the only one. It would have happened except the producers pulled oh, yeah, out last Eric second. Eric was going to do it too, huh? He was in. He was willing to do it. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he's the best. The The venue, the skirball, they're like, sure, we're in. Hire some security. We're getting some death threats. And then those <laughs> fucking producers were like, well, I don't think... They didn't try to help me find another producer. They didn't try to transfer over their, their insurance. They were just like, nah. This ain't it. I'm like, dude, we had 2,700 tickets sold. Six people asked for refunds. Wow. Which we gave it to them, and those were sold again in fucking seconds. Did you feel like the Jewish community stood up for you as much in this? Is it Does it matter really one for way the or Jew the other? For the Jew hour, some, most of them were like, oh, this is really interesting and fun. Sometimes they were like, this is anti-Semitic. But it's also like, so what? You know, it's like, go be angry. It's like, right. none of your feelings are, are real or not real. It doesn't matter. It's nothing to do with me. Yeah. Go be angry. I'm not going to stop doing this. Because also, that rabbi loved it. This rabbi hates it. Right. I don't. It's my experience, man. I, I can't. My, for Kathleen McGee, this comedian in... Um, was in Toronto now she's Edmonton or Vancouver or whatever she's doing a joke about getting raped somebody's like yeah you shouldn't be doing jokes about rape she goes are you telling me not to artistically express my rape the lady's like yeah I don't like it it's like well you can not like it all you want you're wrong to fucking bring this up to me that's crazy that is and that is when you put it like it is crazy to say I can't share whatever my experience in the world is, because then the, then the biggest problem is we're going to be stuck with just one experience. What's already out? That's it, exactly. And you're like, that's not that's not art. Art is wild, outside the lines, drawing. That's what it is. You, you want you want a fucking Rat King and you want a fucking Jim Gaffigan. They're they're way different. Yeah. So everyone has their own favorites. And we need, and I, I do notice Brian Dorfman over at Zany's here in Nashville is like they they started locking the phones up sometimes again. So yeah, we're doing it this weekend. They love were it, love it Good. just for attention span, let alone stuff getting out, but just for attention span. Like yeah. I want you to hear my setup, right? To this to this joke about trees. It's not even an offensive joke, but it's yeah. like you're missing the setup, dude. I love when you see in the audience sometimes stand. I see people like like on their phone, um, not taping me or anything, just on their phone, and then I'll keep going my bit. Because, you know, we can go a little autopilot, you know. And then I'll, like, wait. And I'm like, Hi, hold on, you guys. Let me make a point real quick. Uh, sir, sir. And they like, look up. and like, yeah. I'm like, what was I talking about? 
And they're like, um, wedding. Yeah. <laughs> they like caught a half, half heard a little bit. I'm like, nah, you're yeah. way off. Yeah. I'm like, the idea that you're still paying attention. This is the most exciting thing in your week. You're at a live stand up comedy show yeah. and you're missing it to scroll. Yeah. Cause you're an addict. Cause we're all addicts. Oh, that's the truth, man. That's the truth. It's like, what's a worse addiction? What's this? Yeah. yeah. It's an addiction. That's the thing. We're letting it's Getting in the way of your life. That's what an addiction is, right? Yeah. Not it's, when you do it a lot, when you when it gets in the way of your life. Sex yeah. addiction is like, it's okay to fuck, but like you want to hang out with your friends and you go off to fuck because yeah. you can't stop yourself. That's when it's an addiction. Well, that's what Delia talks about too now. He says like, he would literally be on his phone all the time. And he's like, and I equated it later to like, he's just DMing, just literally like going through like, you know, just any woman, anything that has long hair, dude, and yeah. bumps on the front of its sternum, right? It could even be me measles, right? Yeah. It could be anything. And he's just DM, you know, he said, but it was like watching somebody shoot heroin into their body. Yeah, exactly. But because it looks different, we, we don't equate it to the same thing. My favorite Dalia was when he started and he was with a chick and he was monogamous with her. And like, he was around willing to talk. He wasn't like running off to, to do stuff. And, yeah. and then even when he was single doing that, he's not doing anything wrong. But it'd be like, hang out, man. Come hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Stop that for a second. Just come hang out. We're all we're all chilling. Well, that's the coolest thing is that that guy who I didn't never knew that guy is uh, back now. Oh, really? It's real interesting. Yeah, I mean, you could sit with Chris and have a conversation, and he's engaged, and he tries to express to you that he genuinely cares. You know, like just oh, interesting. It's interesting, man. Yeah, those it's powerful to see too. Mm -hmm, you those cancelings really do set you free at some yeah. point because like you already did it. Right, you already did it. So now it's like, let me be who. Stop caring about what other people think. And just be you. Yeah, that's what's kind of great. I almost feel like, in a way, I'm kind of like, you're like a free man. It's like when you get COVID, right? You're scared of it, scared of it. Then you get it. You're like, oh, then I'm immune for the next six months. And you're right. like, bars. You got antibodies. Bars. You guys want to hang out? Parties, hey, you got the antibodies right <laughs> yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You're like Frederick Douglass now, Sean, not George Washington all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything here is changing. Any other good question before we came in? Yeah, dude, Nashville's a cool town. I'm glad you're here. This is like, it, it'll I'll be hard not to drink too. for sure, but like. But like it's a drink of town, but like it's it, it's cool here, man. It is. Just it's being here for the last two weeks. You get weeks. to get some weird shit, like like I, you get to go over to Kid Rock's house. You get to go to fucking like um like I'm friends with Jimmy John. Of course, John you got to know Kid Rock. That oh. makes complete sense. I wouldn't have thought of it until you said it. Out of like, his mind, dude. <laughs> really? And my audience isn't a country audience. My audience is kind of just like I think just regular guys who likes the country, who likes looking at it from afar. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't mind? Yeah, yeah. maybe give me one a version of country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't get like the like the of like uh, like I don't get like the red, white, and blue like you know or the rebel flag guys. That's, those have never been my audience. Like my biggest right. sales are in Portland and Australia, you know. So I think I get like just, um, oh, I don't right. know. Australia, that's your big one, really. That's crazy. Yeah, like they're a great market. Maybe Melbourne, Australia, or, or just anywhere in Australia. Comics man. Lounge. Australia is yeah. awesome, and Australia is kind of a fucking. They're a place built on criminals, you know. But they got that as a vibe. Yeah, for so sure. So I think that's who I think a lot of my priorities are just recovering criminals, bro. That's exactly <laughs> what I think it is, man. Some emo, some emotional recovering from emotional, some recovering from actual crimes. Here we got a question right here from a guy, and we'll finish up. Hello, Ari Shafir. You um, said it kind of wrong. I was wondering if you would rather have sex with Hillary Clinton or. Stop you right there. Clinton. I want to. <laughs> okay. I mean, she'd be hot as shit, man. Because you know she's a straight killer. So you know she fucks like she kills. Yeah. 
hard and without remorse. I bet she only does reverse cowboy and that she is on her tablet while she's doing exactly. it. Exactly. Making yeah. deals, fucking yeah. getting her foundation funded. Yeah, ordering pizza. Exactly. Yeah. Multitasking. Yeah. Multitasking. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Reverse cowgirl yeah. with Hillary Clinton. Somebody's got a Photoshop that from one of my tours. <laughs> Hillary Clinton go. reverse cowgirling me. <laughs> she's ordering stuff from the new Ari Shapiro tour. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I would go. You know what's funny is you go to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and it's just a small college town, and it's really neat. And you realize that that's where Bill and Hillary met each other and stuff. It's a really, wow. it's just interesting. It adds a different. When you break down their fame, right? To like, right. oh, you guys are just two Fayetteville people, right? At your heart, it's real, you real got successful, but. Yeah, you're like this is like yeah, just a it's a it's actually a beautiful college town. It's like this is just a small college town, and you guys just that's the thing people always forget about like Rogan or, or any of us too. They're like, oh, he's because he's got this big platform, right? So you're like, he has a responsibility or whatever. And I keep trying to say this in the nicest way, like I'm just a douchebag comic. So are you. So is Joe. Yeah, we don't know anything. Right. We're just comics. Right. I'm still just a door guy at the comedy store. Right. Just trying to make a funny joke. And I might have gotten more successful and so are you, so are any of us. But like, we're still just these beginning comics in our hearts. Right. We're still these guys like, want to go to Jerry's Deli late at night? Yeah. And that hasn't changed. Just the the cars we're driving. That's the only shit that's changed. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point, man. I'm so glad that, that, and Bill that you came just, over and spent some time, man. I just some of the stuff I just need to be reminded of. I need to get a dose of like of, of that New York attitude, you know, that you get from you, um, and just to be not be afraid to just be free. Sometimes, like I, I, I get so scared, you know, I do get so scared, and not just what I'm gonna say. Sometimes I don't get that scared about that, but I do get some scared about like taking a break or taking care of myself or like what do I need to do for me because I think I was always just like the only way I felt okay is if other is if other people were you know like right, right, right. You want to living for them. others yes or when you're That's growing up you're like shit. yeah so it's just that kind of shit you know um, um I, I'm gonna make the suggestion I've made it to other people in our in our in our old comedy store group that I've seen get famous um it's gonna be hard but I would say like and you could pre-record some podcasts if you want to like not have be gone from the fans you know but go to another country, go stay in some hostels and leave your phone here in America. Find a burner when you get there and take a month, maybe more, but take a month minimum and just get lost. I mean, you got money now, dude. Yeah, so it's lost. like to protect yourself. It's going to be hard. I can talk you through where to go and stuff like that. But like the world out there is wild. It reminds you that like, things are fun and you'll be, no one will know who the fuck you are. You got recognized once maybe. It's yeah. a bunch of Irish people who are like, oh, I've never heard of any yeah. of that shit, you know? And like, you just get free. You get free out there, just out there in the world, South America, or it's like literally stay in hostels just to socialize. Dang. You'll get used to it. And like we said, like people adapt, you get used to a fucking hostel cot in four days. And then like, then you're just like floating. And it's, it's, just, it's just so freeing on a level that I, I can't really fully express. And I would consider doing it. Say like, put a date like five months from now or something. So right. it's like, tell your fans like, hey, I'm going to be taking January off or, right. or something, you know? It's funny that we came to America for freedom and now it's like we're going other places for it in a weird way. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. Happy 9-11, dude. And the best Ari Shafir joke I can think of saying, dude. Happy 9-11. <laughs> thanks. And, uh, thanks for being here. You guys check out AriShafir.com for tickets to the tour. 
And uh, podcast, Ari Shafir, Skeptic Tank, and uh, yoga classes on. online. Yeah, I want to have you back on. Maybe about relapse, actually. We did that walk in the woods, man. That was fun as shit. Yeah. Before we were like recorded stuff, but like uh, like video recorded. But yeah. it was just like carrying mics. I got lav mics for that same kind of shit now. And Blair, dude, Blair Sochi, do you know who that is? She does the bit. breath work. She's a comedian. Oh, really? And she also does the breath work. Dude, I did a session with her last week and it was crazy, bro. She lived here or back in LA? She's in LA. So we just did it over oh, Zoom. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know her. But it was like. Just like you do all this breathing, so you get all this carbon or something in your body, and then like your nervous system's kind of shut down, so you're just like literally standing around in your emotions and shit. Shit was fucking deep. Isn't that kind of yoga where it's like it's kind of like that in a way? Yeah, that shit. But for twenty five minutes, you're doing that. Damn, dude, you I couldn't move my arms. You're literally just lobstered out, dude. I mean, you're freaking Jordan Peterson's pet. Really? Dog. Yeah, you're just lobstered out. And then, so then all that's left is like finally some of these emotions come up out of the sediment of like, oh, it felt crazy, bro. That's cool. And you're I off all the bawling, like just tears, not even tears that I wanted to cry, tears that had just been in me, just, just fucking. Really? It was real fascinating, man. I'm, uh, I'm actually hoping to do it with her again on Monday. Oh, I'm going to hit her up. I want to keep doing it. Um, she teaches it for like a class class? Yeah, she just does it. Yeah, she knows how to do it. Cool. She knows how to do it with people. But yeah, man, you're a pioneer, man, in a, in a, in a lot of ways, man. And, and, you know, it's fascinating to hear. Thank you for being here today. Bro. Yeah, thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah. It's nice seeing you. You too. All right, gay sex now? I turn off. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a little. We'll do a little, man. Sean, you're in first, dude, huh? Set a pee. Yeah, he loves it. He can't tell a lie, wow. this guy, man. He loves it. Now I'm just floating on the breeze, and I feel I'm falling like these leaves. I must be cornerstone. Oh, but when I reach that ground, I'll share this peace of mind I found. I can feel it in my bones. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Charmaine. Oh, hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.